Shoot. Hey, what's up, everybody? I don't have like the the sound machine for all the applause. We're just gonna go. Don Demarco. We got Lucho. So I saw y'all motherfuckers need. It's your fucking weekly dose. Um, fucking Lucho, you feel me? Yeah. Damn. So it Do turns out. You hear out, something in the background? Yeah. Did you hear it? I heard something for a minute. Because you know why? Turns why? out I forgot that I had opened up my YouTube channel on uh-huh. um, Safari on my browser uh-huh. on a different tab. And oh, like, so, both so were I was watching it. Yeah. I was watching it and doing the podcast here. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where everybody else is, but it's okay. Uh, it's not okay. Y'all better, party. Pull, y'all better pull the fuck up. <laughs> Shoot. Me and Lucho are good for right now. Like, come I mean, on. We can, we can, we hold, got, down we can the, hold it down for we sure. We can hold down the fort for we Fortnite. We most definitely can. <laughs> uh, so, what's up? How's your week been? It's been. My week fucking sucks if I'm going to keep it a buck. <laughs> I just gotta keep yeah. it but my week sucks. Why does your week suck? Man, I just been fucking I just hate having a fucking job. I'm not used to <laughs> people telling me what to do. Uh yeah, so that it's, is shitty. it's a weird transition to be back into the workforce because usually it's like I make my own I dictate my own time and what it is I do with it. And mm-hmm. now it's like you gotta be here at 7 a.m. Oh, we need somebody to stay overtime. We you know, oh, you can go take your lunch now. I'm like, bitch, last time I checked, this is California, and I'm supposed to take my shit before my fifth hour. So when I'm like five minutes into my fifth hour, I'm taking that shit. You're not yeah. going to wait half an hour and then tell me to take my shit. It's like, nah, bro. It's not how this shit works out. Ah, I'll hit up the California uh, Board of Labor. Like, okay. You know what, though? Like, when I worked in HR, I th- I think it's six hours, but employers tell you five hours because they get penalized when they get audited. Yeah. If the the employees go past the six hour mark, and a lot of times shit like that happens, where you're definitely going past the five hour mark. Well, you know what? I'm finna call me an adjudicator to come out. Fuck <laughs> it, I'll call the goddamn abodesman. Have that motherfucker yeah. come out. Elderly abuse was set. Elderly abuse. Shit. Uh, I ain't yeah. no young whippersnapper no more. I'm the elderly. Uh, <laughs> you're fucking some guy in your 40s in the comments like mm, no not quite not uh, quite all right last time i checked i got two slip discs in my back i've had knee surgery i have very low i have low sensitivity in my hands so i got nerve damage motherfucker i got ptsd i've been i got so your body's of, i got a, i got a bunch of fake teeth uh, last, yeah, I met all the check marks for. Be, I'm on medication. I check all the fucking boxes for being. He's elderly. old in the body. Gotcha, nice. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I um feel like I have two kids, and even though I am 37 years old, I think uh-huh. each kid adds 10 years. So I think really like I'm 57. 57. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see it. People in their 50s laugh at me when I say shit like that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, bitch, please. Well, yeah, because like we got a lot of older people that uh, older dudes like contractors who come around my work and shit. And I remember one day I was like, 
I like squatted down to like lift this rack. And I was like, when I got up, I was like, oh, my back. And he was like, he looks at my coworker and he was like, what, what your back? And he's like, you don't know nothing about that, youngin. And, it was like, and he, he looks at my coworker and he's like, he don't know nothing about this. And I look at him and I was like, I'm older than he is. What are you talking about? He's like, oh. Well, you look you super young. Yeah. Hashtag Latino jeans. Got that Benjamin Buttons disease. The older yeah. I get, the younger I look. I feel like the older I've gotten, the better I look too. Like, I don't know why. I think I look younger now than I did 10 years ago. See, I had this this sweet spot. And it was, honestly, what it was is when I was on drugs, Mm. I I just looked, I was just glowing. And now that I'm sober, it's just- Glowing? I was glowing when I was in- I feel like everybody that I see that's on drugs looks old as shit. See, they ain't doing them right though. Um, there's a right right. way (laughs) oh man uh Uh, i don't know what the right way is because i do not partake but um i don't know even like so when i was in college you know i was 10 years older than everybody in my cohorts like uh uh oh, and they were of, all like a, 21 22 cohorts a group of my killer cohort, whales yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well for my program right so uh-huh. like you do your under you do like your your gen ed shit and then you transfer to a university if like me i transferred i started at the community college and then i transferred to u of o mm-hmm. and that's where you do your like you know oh that's right you went to school your, in oregon right and that's when you do your like actual major, like uh, focusing on that. And then everybody in my cohort was like 21 years old mm-hmm. and then 22. And I was 31, 32. Like I had two kids. Like I had these girls. Like they looked older. They look older than me. And I don't know. Maybe it's like from staying up late and partying and shit. Like, did you party a lot in high school? Uh, like drinking? No, I mean I See, did that's, party, that's, but I didn't do that a whole but lot. That's what it is, right there. Is these kids are fucking smoking cigarettes and fucking they drinking in middle school. Weed. That's when they start. You know what I mean? And yeah. That shit all ages you. Well, it ages and you. Sun damage. Like a lot yeah. of them were white, and mm-hmm. they like. Frequented the tanning beds, like you know, and so they. I feel like they looked older. (laughs) Looked like a bunch of old wrinkly burlap sacks. (laughs) Yeah, well, some of them had like really deep lines, like in their Uh foreheads, and like I didn't. I still don't, and Mm -hmm. so like I don't know. That that was just my truth. That's that's what it was. Yeah. My mom looks younger than me, though. So, does she? Yeah, my grandma has like three wrinkles. Yeah, no Botox, none of that shit. They just look better than I do, but they have more melanin in their skin than I do. So, uh-huh. I don't know if that's probably that's probably what it is. But yeah, yeah, I'm like I have a like when I'm when I'm when my when the melanin that's in my skin actually sees the sun. I get pretty dark, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I just look pasty now because I'm just yeah, always, I, I'm never in the sun anymore. Yeah, I'm never in the sun anymore. And the older I get and the less I'm in it, like because mm-hmm. I work from home now and I'm never outside, um, I'm more sensitive to it. Like I burn now. 
I don't ever really burn. I last time I had a sunburn. I don't know. I can't really remember. My even, ginger ass burns. Even so. like if I get a sunburn, like it doesn't fucking hurt, and it's not like. I don't think I've ever had like a really bad sunburn where I was oh, like, I have. Oh, uh, I have never. I, I mean, <laughs> I, okay. So <laughs> what happened was uh, when I was 15, we moved to Oregon for a year and a half when I was mm-hmm. 15, lived up there, didn't see the sun for a year and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. Came back down to here, uh, went to the beach thinking like, I still had it the way I had it before because I was Mexican, my son, my skin tans, you know, all this shit. Like I'm just used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. I l- fell asleep on the beach and oh, no. I were you, were went, you on your stomach or on your back. I turned. So it was both sides. Ooh, um, she got yeah. flapjacked y'all. I was purple. I had blisters, <laughs> literally blisters. Oh, so you got like a first degree my... burn. I was fucked up. That shit got me. And for a week, like my skin was so tight, like my limbs were just bent kind of. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't really walk. I couldn't like sit down to use a bathroom. Like mm-hmm. I was fucked up. Mm. Had a really good tan afterwards, but yeah. I was fucked up. <laughs> Once dude, that never skin again. starts to peel and the mel- melanin starts popping out, you're like, it was worth it. <laughs> Hashtag worth it. Yeah, it no, I. It. <laughs> it was bad. I was blistered like a motherfucker, like really, really fucking burnt. I I can't believe it. And like now, I have freckles all over my body. So, <laughs> so that's fun. Was I, it um, just from that one instance? Well, okay, so yeah, like I, when I get sunburned, I get freckles. So I didn't have freckles on my face until like fourth grade, and I got like a gnarly sunburn on my face. So now I have like freckles like all over my face, and then that happens to my body. And now like my legs and my arms have freckles. Like now when I go out and I get any kind of sun, I just get more freckles. Well, freckles, but I am a ginger, so freckles look nice on people. Well, they're in style now, but like growing up and having that shit and that shit wasn't in style. It wasn't a trend. People weren't like putting makeup freckles on themselves or henna freckles or tattooed freckles. We got made fun of for that shit. Yeah, but you're also like a little kid. So like little kids aren't supposed to be sexy. You know what I mean? But but (laughs) this was like even later, like as a teen, like all this shit. Like when people talk shit about that, that's when you just let them hands go. Start, start chunking him with people. Yeah. Well, you know, after start, 18, you know, Burger King I stopped parking letting lot. hands go. Burger King parking <laughs> lot. That bitch got it. She got it. She had the wrong one that day. When was, when was the last time you had a fist fight? Like, you really just, like, chunked it with someone? That, like, that I got to make contact with? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah 18. Eight, damn, you haven't had a fight yeah. in, like, 17 well, years? Well, okay, so... When I, I got pregnant when I was 21 with my daughter. So at that point I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to risk going to jail. Right. Like I was not going to risk going to jail just to fucking Uh fight a bitch. Like that's stupid to me. Um, Even though two years ago I was in a bar Uh and it was super packed. Right. Super fucking packed. Like you're like through people. Right. And 
well, two and a half years ago. And there's this chick whose boyfriend's got his arms like this and she's in the middle. So like nobody touches princess. Right. Uh And they go to the dance floor where like me and my friends are already there and we're like dancing and shit. And like, but as well as you can without like you're bumping into people because you're yeah it's it's you know and she's like going off on the guy that we're with like about him bumping her and blah 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 like trying to get her boyfriend to like beat him up and like i hate that shit i hate that shit too and so i see this beam like behind her one of those like wooden things because she's kind of close to the bar but not And I go to like, because I wanted to like just push her head into it, right? Mm -hmm. And someone grabbed my arm and like pulled it back. uh, One of the people we were with and we left. So I think that that saved me from getting in trouble. Yeah. But she was fucking pissing me off. Like I had, you know, a little word exchange and I'm just like mad. And I'm just, just wanted to give it a little tap. Just, just give her, just, just give smush her, just smush her, you know, cock her head back a little bit, knock some sense into her. That open palm slap. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to grab her right here, you know, let the Lord fucking bless her, just <laughs> Fucking baptize her right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't, thank God, because obviously yeah. that's some not restraint. the answer. Um, yeah. And, you know. When you go from being somebody, you know, when you're 16, who's not afraid to fucking throw down, right? And and that's how you solved your problems, which it didn't really solve anything. Sometimes it did, whatever. It proved a point, but it didn't really solve anything. Um, right. On a primal level, it's right. It, it proved a point. I'm, right. I'm far more superior than you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to say that shit again, are you, bitch? No. <laughs> uh, so then... <laughs> You have to like do a lot of work yeah. like within yourself to so that when you are this age, you know, where I'm at 20 years later, that like you know, like I am not going to jail. I will yeah. not your ass. Like if I accidentally knock you out, like I'm gonna fucking go to jail. Like yeah. if you hit your head and your fucking neck cracks the wrong way, like oops. I killed you over or, some. Or dumb even if shit. You, you hit, give them one hit right. of Twitter, then their head bounces off the ground and they're brain right. dead. Right. Involuntary like manslaughter. You're going right. to fucking prison. Not worth it to me. Yeah. I'd rather I'm. And see, I used to, I used to be a a verbal assaulter, and I and I say used to like very loosely, because I've got a really, really, really good verbal assault game. Sharp um, tongue. Yeah, it's pretty strong. But I'm also at the age where I'm not proud of that shit either, you know, because like I have been in situations where I didn't have to physically fight somebody because the verbal assault got them good. Mm-hmm. Like. And at the time, I was mad proud of that shit, right? Like that was like I was like, who's next? Mike drop the fucking smoke. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck, like maybe they need therapy. Like maybe I need therapy. Maybe I'm a shitty fucking person. Right. I, didn't have well, to I mean, do everybody like on that. the planet, everybody on the planet needs therapy. 
But I right. mean, sometimes it's like, hey, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, but like my my theory on this is like at some point in everyone's life, you gotta you gotta get punched in the fucking face. Right. Everybody needs to get punched. I don't care who the fuck you are. If you're 80 years old, you've never been punched in the face before. You got that coming. Like, yeah, on some real shit. I've I've always. I wouldn't say pride myself. Yeah, I'll say I pride myself. I pride myself on just being a pretty good shit talker and like, what's up? Hi. Being a pretty good shit talker. And um, I've as I've aged, I will. I mean, I uh, I mean, because I had to pay for all my teeth now. So like now yeah. when it's like I'm like, do I really want to cash out another five grand for two teeth? <laughs> like if I get knocked out right now? No. But at the same time, it's like I don't the whole backing down like i don't back down i just right. can't do it me neither there's something there's something that doesn't click in my mind where it's like this isn't the smart thing the only time where that does happen is if i'm with people like if i'm like on a date or like if i'm like uh, with my girl or like i'm with yeah. my nephews or something or with my sister in public yeah, it's like sense. let's diffuse and let's get the fuck out of here right but when i'm just solo or like i'm with me and my boys and like it's it's or I'm like in a controlled environment and someone just fucking start stepping like, nah, it's fucking ugly. I don't get it. I don't give a fuck. I've gotten my ass beat plenty of times. I don't give a fuck if the person right. like can probably fucking kill me with their bare hands. Someone who's like, I've gotten to fights with dudes who are like six foot seven. Fucking, I just don't give a fuck. It, yeah. I don't, at the end of the day, it's like my, I don't give a fuck about my life. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> life. I don't give a fuck about the planet. I don't give a fuck about it. I, I mean, just, just, I just, all I care about is the people I love and my dog. My yeah. life means nothing. So, so at the end of the day, it's like, I just don't give a fuck. But yeah. now that I'm like back in the workforce, it's like, I can't just start fucking putasso with fucking people in the fucking mm -hmm. yeah, work. So that's why I, then this one little sharp tongue comes out and I just fucking, I just knock these people out with my words, just make yeah. them look stupid. You know what I mean? Well, so like, I, like I told you, like I've done a lot of work to not be that right. like because the verbal assault i know i got it yeah. like i know i can fight you know like i'm not i know i got it and most of the time i won't do it now where all of that work disappears like this is if the person is some kind of a threat to someone I love or care about that's around me, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, you won't do it if you're on a date. Mm -hmm. I'll go fucking mama bear, fucking wolf, like on someone real fucking quick. But you're also if, a mother, you know what I mean? If they're threatening or saying some shit to people who I love, like yeah. you're not going to talk shit to like, like say if she's with me and some bitch is like, being stupid if it was me i'd be like nah we're good like i'm not even gonna waste my time on this bitch right but if she's doing that to my cousin okay <laughs> okay bitch like oh, i'll fucking go crazy no yeah. we got a problem yeah now i'm no, fucking facts. 16 you tapped into her what's up <laughs> we, i went like this to 16 year old me she got in the ring what's up <laughs> right you know like that's it well, so there was one instance where like me and my ex, we had like went out to eat and I'm, I'm super PTSD paranoid. So like, I see everything coming like a mile away. So mm -hmm. like, as like we paid our check and I see this guy staring at us from across the dining room and I was like, fuck is this motherfucker looking at? 
So we get up and we leave. And like when I, I open up the doors to walk out the building, I see him like get up and he starts coming towards us. And I was like, the, I'm like, all right, relax, bro. Maybe he's, he's going to go take a piss or something. I got my arm around her. We're walking, we're walking to the parking lot. I turn around and I see him and he's like, now he's like clearly like making a beeline straight towards us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, well, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's not good. So like I, I bring her in a little closer and we're still walking. And like, I just like glance over my shoulder and I see him like go put his arm out to her. And I just fucking snap. I like shove her out of the way. And I'm like, what's up, motherfucker? I was like, what you want? And he's like, he's like, whoa, whoa. And then my girlfriend's like, oh, hi. She fucking knew the guy from church. Oh, Oh my god! And, and he was like, "Oh, he was he was about to tag me." And I was like, <laughs> I was like "The fuck is going oh on?" My god. And he's like an older guy. He's like in his forties, fifties. And I'm like, "The fuck is going on?" And she goes, "Oh, this is so and so from church." And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because my heart is like pumping. Because I'm like, "It's it's somebody's about to die right now." And mm-hmm. surely ain't finna be her. And if it surely ain't finna be me, yeah, I ain't finna die in no parking lot. That's like the worst place to die. It's dirty as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's and like so, basically a gutter. I- yeah, I, I right. feel like a public bathroom or a porta potty might beat that. Okay, now here's public bathroom story. So we're in this in Santa Barbara. Uh, in the it's a she. My ex used to go to uh, UCSB, so we go party at these really skanky ass fucking bars and mm-hmm. clubs. So there's yeah. this place called Wildcat, aka the Shitty Kitty, and like we're in there <laughs> and we're like waiting for the my girl and her 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 girl. They got to use the bathroom. So we're like standing outside this bathroom door for like 15 fucking 20 minutes or something like that. And my girl, she's only like five foot two. And uh, she, yeah, she's like El Salvadorian. So they don't they don't grow above five. Foot five. <laughs> so fucking she's like she has to go piss. We pre-gamed. So she's like tipsy as fuck and has to pee. And her homegirls, they got to pee, too. Uh-huh. And uh, her homegirls are white girls and they're fucking tall. They're like five foot nine, six foot, six foot two. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the bathroom door opens and you see these tall ass blonde chicks like they're taller than me. I'm I'm five nine on a good day. OK, mm-hmm. so like so. So they fucking on man ruler. You're five nine or real <laughs> rulers on man rulers. You're five nine or on man uh, real on, a rulers. Good, on a good on a good day means when I got shoes on. Okay. So five eight on a good day, five nine on a gotcha. really good day. On a really good day, when I feel like tiptoeing <laughs> around these hoes, I'm fucking five ten on some real shit. <laughs> oh my god! I've had guys tell me they're five ten, and then I see them in person, and they're like, <laughs> right? Oh, and they're like, like and you're looking me. You're like eye to eye, yeah. Looking him in his eye. Yeah, right. I've been taller than a couple, and they're like, I'm five eight. I'm like, bitch, I'm pushing five five barely. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Yeah, so like these these fucking Amazonian chicks fucking walk out of this bathroom, and then uh, I mean every it's a club, but the college kids everybody's fucking drunk. So like, and, and keep in mind we're not the only ones waiting to use the bathroom. There's like a line of women who need to use this bathroom. Mm-hmm. So these bitches come out, and it, clearly they were in there doing fucking coke in this nasty ass bathroom. And Ooh. then every and then and then like they come out like this, like they're the fucking Kardashians, like a hella snob, <laughs> like with their noses up in the air. Mm-hmm. And like the, the bitch lady comes in the bathroom, she's like, Ugh, "Oh my god, this let's, this place sucks!" And like all these bitches are like, "Fucking finally, I don't know, bitches talking shit." I don't listen to that. So they're talking <laughs> shit, and then next thing I know is like the girl, like, because my, my little my girlfriend at the time, she had a fucking big ass mouth when she got alcohol in her. 
So mm-hmm. she says something, and this fucking chick like walks, like gets all up on her. And me, like, especially when I'm drinking, there's definitely no fuse whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. there's it's a button. It's it's on and off. Yeah. And me, I I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck if anybody's a physical threat. I don't care if you're a fucking man or a woman. I'm gonna put fucking hands on you. Like, simple as that. I'm not gonna beat your ass. I'm mm-hmm. gonna deter the situation and nullify it. So she just comes up, and I was like, not nah, I just. Doosh! Fucking push this bitch up against the wall. She's coked out, so she didn't really feel it. And then she like <laughs> tries, she like, like, she has this shocked look. It, it's a split second of shock, and then it goes into, I'm about to fucking, I'm about to fucking slice you up. And I was like, you don't want to fucking do that. I don't give a fuck. So I literally just grab her fucking hands and I fucking slam her up against the wall. And then all these other women are like, you can't put your hands on a girl. And I was like, I just did. I I was like, I just did. Okay. And first of all, if this bitch was beating your ass, I'd fucking, you want me to just watch? I can watch. Yeah. And the bitch wasn't fucking talking to me. She was talking to y'all. Yeah. You feel me? And then I ended up getting fucking kicked out, but it was whatever. Fuck Fuck Santa Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Santa Barbara. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, I got stabbed at a gas station in Vallejo one time. Well, damn. Uh, some fucking this dude, this chick. Come she on. was like easily like six. Th- my buddy Chip. He's like six. A chick. Six, a chick. This lady. A chick stabbed you. Yeah. I don't know. If she was like, what? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she was homeless, mentally ill, and or also on drugs at the time. All of the above. So she like runs up on me and she's like asking me for money. She don't look like she's homeless though. But she's clearly off the shits and she's asking me for money. And it's like one o'clock in the morning. Like I'm like on drugs driving back from San Jose. I stopped to get gas before I get home. And she's like running up on me, asking me for money. And I'm like, I don't got cash. I don't carry cash. Like mm-hmm. I got a card. I'm about to get some gas. And she and she's tried to like white boy me. She was like, yo, white boys got money. And I was like, first of all, bitch, you, that white boy shit don't work on me. You for Shelly got the fucking wrong one. This girl pulls out a fucking scalpel. A, like a surgical scalpel like what dead ass scalpel and this bitch starts fucking swinging at me with it and i was like oh fuck no <clears throat> i just fucking draw back give her a switch kick to the head and she fucking went out <laughs> but she fucking stabbed me in my fucking leg and oh like, my I'll, god I'll, I'll, I'll send you the picture still you can pop it up because it actually it looks kind of cool actually uh. so i have this i have this tattoo on my right leg it's like a it's like an atom mm-hmm. and it turns into a double helix that like eventually like turns into a stream like up the mountain into clouds. But if mm-hmm. you look at it from the top down, it's like clouds in a mountain mm-hmm. into a river to a double Ooh. helix back to an atom. And uh so she like sliced me right through the atom. And like I got really good skin because I don't I don't scar or anything. And I oh, I was gonna ask, did I don't, it fuck I did, your tattoo up? It kind of made it look cooler, to be honest. Oh, okay. I'm gonna send it to you. Send um, it to me, and I'll. Well, I don't have the heel, I don't have the healed picture, but I have the bloody picture. Uh, this is pretty. Oh cool. wait, does it look cool, bloody, or does it look cool, healed, or both? I think it, I think it looks cool, kind of. It's both. I think blood okay. is cool. You know what I mean? Blood is. I think blood is dope. Or am I just being gross? Uh, I don't know. I think it depends. <laughs> Blood stinks. That's for damn sure. Like I remember my ex Blood got stinks. It stinks. Like my ex got stabbed. So, I mean, the shitty petty ass bitch in me says, "Well, if he wasn't there at that time, then that shit wouldn't have happened." <laughs> Was he somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be? So this motherfucker 
you know him and yeah okay well a couple of them are (laughs) that's a a oh yeah but the popular letter in my fucking catalog (laughs) the first one uh yeah the first one okay so we were supposed to go to have a date we're supposed to go to dinner and a movie and shit and his job he did he was always on call so that's true right um he literally uh he hit up my best friend because i wasn't home and we didn't have cell phones back then that wasn't like the thing when was when was this 2001 fuck yeah this was that long ago uh 2001 2002 something like that still that was 20 years ago yeah it was a long time ago oh no no no. it was 2003 because we were 18 already okay Mm. so 2003 he hits up my best friend while i'm out at dinner with my dad and my brother um she lived in the same complex as me so he knew i'd get the message um and as i'm driving home from this restaurant with my dad and my brother we're on melrose there's a jack-in-the-box there and this is in southern california this is in vista yeah oh okay um he he had a white mustang gt at the time which was very distinct because not a lot of cars had what he had which was like these black stripes at the time it was still like a newer car Mm -hmm. right and it had the black stripes it looked like you know a great white shark that's what we called it um and I see him and his homie, uh, Danny. I don't know if Danny's listening right now. He was on my live earlier. I saw you, motherfuckers. Uh, (laughs) They were coming out of the -the jack-in-the-box drive-thru as I'm in my dad's expedition with my dad and my brother. And I'm sitting in the back seat, which I never really did, but I did. And windows are tinted, whatever. And we drive right past him. And I see him and I'm like, oh, shit, like him and Danny, like, there they go. You know, like, where are they going? Um, And I get home and put my stuff down. And then I walk over to my best friend's apartment. And she she goes, oh, uh, R just called. And he said that he just got called into work. Like, he's not going to be able to go out with you tonight. Like, he said to call him. And so I called him because he had like a work phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that the one that was like, <laughs> like yeah, walkie-talkie? That, yeah, remember those Motorola's? It yeah, cell phone oh, and a walkie-talkie. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, so I I hollered at him, and I just got on the phone and let him lie to me, right? I was like, hey, like uh, Edie said, you can't, like we can't, like you got to work. He's like, oh yeah, like I just got called to a flood. It's in Mira Mesa. It's going to be like an all night thing, you know, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, um, that's weird because I just saw you and Danny leaving fucking Jack in the Box right now. And he's like, I'm on my way home. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. Like, you literally just got caught fucking lying to me. Well, that was one of the times. I've So I've caught him lying in this. So the night that he got stabbed, <laughs> this fool lied to go to Jack in the Box. <laughs> he lied to go out with his homies. She just caught him at Jack in the Box. I just caught him, and so then another time happened. Where... I can't talk shit. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> right, 
Right. And so we're I'm, all, I'm all be, the same. You're all I'm the same. Be the, we're all the same. <laughs> all human beings are the same in different ways. No, I would man. lie. I would lie. Be like, I'm going to the studio all night. Go to the studio for like two hours and then spend the rest of it like drinking with the homies just because I had to get away. Wasn't cheating. Just had to get away. Yeah, no, that's not women, do, women like, do the I same need a shit. I night out with my guys. Women do the same shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't know stay home. No, you stay home and you fucking watch your shit and you fucking, you know, pamper yourself and you, you know, talk shit with your girls. But yeah, we're but home. we're not out lying. <laughs> we're not out lying. We're yeah. staying I was, home and we're I staying home. I was out at my homie's house. Also, I was technically still at then home. Then just say that. Okay. Nah, because then every time I did that, anytime I chose to hang out with my friends, yeah, it became an issue. Yeah, some get mad about it. Yeah, then you're dating the wrong ones. Yeah. I've never so, dated the right ones. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Cheers. I didn't even marry the right one. <laughs> Are you guys drinking? Yeah. Yeah. Is Here that okay are. with you? Does that bother you? No, nah, it's all good. Okay. Um, oh, are you sober? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I'm like, grab I'm drink. Not, you if, I was, if I was there, it might have been a problem. <laughs> it's <laughs> cranberry juice. So, uh, so then what one is that? night. Pistol? You said it on some pistol? It this? looks like wine, yeah. It's wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some vino. Oh, you got the white wine? So, I got the white wine. Nice. Um, I miss so then wine. another time, after that, he was supposed to go out with me and didn't. And he had... And so I was like, okay, whatever. And I was at my mom's house at the time, and I slept on her couch. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call at 4 o'clock in the morning from his best friend, Danny. And he's like, you need to come down here, blah, blah, blah. Like, ours, it, like, I don't know where he is. He the, he got stabbed, like, blah, 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 right? So I'm hysterical because, you know, the place to go when we were 18, 19 years old was TJ. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where we went to party. Like, Revolution was the fucking spot. All the clubs are there. Like, everything. Everybody went to TJ to party. I did it T- all the time uh, with him. With Tijuana. T- oh, Tijuana. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were always there. I didn't go that night. And so I drive down there. He actually was at the Otai port of entry. His mm-hmm. car was at this gas station. And I show up there. And it's covered in blood on the inside. He had leather seats, thank God. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was stabbed in three places and tried to Jeez. drive away. And, you know, sometimes, that, like, the blood comes out and, like, pulsates. Squirted out. Ah! Yeah. It was all over the inside of his car. His car reeked. It was oh. so disgusting. So, like, when I said, this is all relevant because we were talking about how blood smells. Blood stinks, yeah. Where was he stabbed? Um, In the side here, one in the back, mm. and then I think, like, one kind of in the front. Was there organs or anything hit? No, thankfully, nothing. It got really close to his lung. Like, mm. it, yeah, it like, and it in went. His diaphragm? Yeah, it was like, yeah. In this, yeah. That shit and, and then taking care of him was a bitch. I think it, like, the relationship ended right after that because. When did the, the blood, was it like right after the stabbing or was it, mm-hmm. or some, a little, some time had passed after? It was a couple of hours later. So that's so, what it is, is the plasma starts separating from the blood. That's what that it, smell it was is. Gross. Yeah. Because yeah. at first it just, it's not really a, a smell per se, or like, a, it's not, it's not odorless, but there's not like necessarily like a funky odor. But like mm-hmm. when after exposure to air, when the plasma starts to separate from blood, 
that shit smells. Ew, mm-hmm. I never yeah. knew that. Mm-hmm. If you let disgusting. if you let blood sit like outside for a while, it eventually turns yellow because the plasma separates from the blood. Ew. Actual red blood I've cells. I've donated plasma before. The actual red pla- uh, red blood cells turn black, and then the plasma starts to turn yellow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It is yellow hmm. even when it, it when they. Uh, I don't know if any of you have donated your yeah, plasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Plasma, yeah. And when the you see it separate, it mm-hmm. does look yellowish. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Bodies are super weird. Interesting. Facts. <laughs> um, oh, let me see if I got that picture from you. Penny, can you fucking stop? How's your God, week, Sonia? What are it's- we cheersing to? What are you celebrating? <laughs> divorce as fuck (laughs) she has a sash on did you take half a shit extra no i don't want shit from him (laughs) i'm like i don't want nothing just fucking get me out of that's all i want get me out of this marriage how long was the process it wasn't that long it takes a minimum of six months in california and that's how long it took so that's cool thank god if you don't want nothing otherwise it'll take longer I was just like clean. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't want nothing. You don't want nothing. Like, let's just break. You guys it. do like, split custody or we don't have kids. Oh, no, no kids. Oh, see, there you go. No kids, no property, nothing. Just my dog. I got the dog. He got the cat. And that's it. So sounds like a win win. <laughs> yes. Ew, that was a really clean cut. Lucho. Know, Jesus. It was a scalpel. She cut me with this. So it went, gonna... it went, it went through my pants, through my basketball shorts through my boxers oh my God. and just and right through my skin so if Is i didn't have thigh yes okay uh, right above my knee so like okay. if i didn't have if i if i didn't have and i had like the jeans i had i don't know if you remember jabot jeans like they're Mm-mm. soup it's a super thick jean like material and it, i mean it went straight through that shit but if i didn't have anything it, it would have cut me down into my muscle because it was a surgical scalpel jesus i don't know where the fuck she got it from yeah. but it, it was sharp as fuck and then like the the guy on the like the the guy who worked at chevron i shouldn't have said oh whatever fucking the guy who worked at the chevron and <laughs> had the surveillance footage because the police i was bleeding everywhere that is like app that's like at the hospital <clears throat> after they got it cleaned up and it stopped like bleeding profusely and i was like wait i want to get a picture of this <laughs> and they're like okay so i just got like a quick snapshot of it real quick oh my god it's like super clean and it like goes like slices right through the atom like it's it's pretty okay so i have the picture let's check it out will you stop parking oh shit it oh my god see how clean it it is you see the yeah it's a very clean cut yeah Yeah. see like almost the layers in there well if you see like you'll see like two white stripes right there yeah that's the actual uh, ligaments yeah are, that's what like i'm saying little, it's tiny, like clean, little tiny tenants it's like yeah, lasagna it's clean. oh my yeah. god Weird. Weird. okay yeah we're gonna go this one now <laughs> i was uh, mostly so, pissed she ruined my fucking pants were pissed. they expensive is that when you were wearing all the bougie stuff no i mean I mean, a hundred dollar pants. I mean, and like Jabos at the time, and like Jabos were yeah, like no. early early two thousands was when like Jabos were popping in the Bay Area. Me, I'm a retro motherfucker, so like I had that pair of pants since high school, mm. and so like it was mm. more like the you know like nostalgic ones. Well, I just like to take care of my shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's like outside outside forces. Fuck this 
fucked my pants up because like I could have got him hemmed, but it was they got covered and soaked in blood. And it's just oh, fucking yeah, that shit stains. Yeah, oh, no. and my favorite as a woman, short. I know how blood stains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. That's why I only wear black. Yes. <clears throat> it's fucking crazy. There's been times like this is mad embarrassing. We're like you're out and you don't even know that that shit's happening, mm-hmm. and like you go to use the restroom and you're like. <gasps> Like, oh, my God, like nobody, thank God nobody saw or maybe they did see and didn't tell me like that is so fucking humiliating. It's the worst when you're not prepared and all of a sudden you're out and you're like, like you feel it and you have to run to the bathroom. You don't have shit. You have to use like toilet paper, like like, wad up toilet (laughs) paper. Yeah. Oh, my God. Put it on your hoo-ha. Fucking be like, yeah, I got to go. Or like, you know, you're in the bathroom. You're literally asking every fucking female Mm -hmm. that walks in there like, hey, got a tampon. Hey, got a tampon. Hey, got a tampon. None of these bitches have tampons. (laughs) I never do. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I never have them, but. I always think that somebody should. I don't carry I a purse, though. I'm not like a purse chick. Mm. I just I, carry my I carry wallet. a first aid kit in my trunk of my car. Do you have tampons in there? <laughs> I got gauze. Same shit. Uh, yeah, a pad. I'm fucking taking that, too. <laughs> yeah, I would take anything. Idea. That's a good idea. If that ever happens to me again, I'm going to ask the like waiters or employees for a fucking first aid kit. <laughs> They hand you a band-aid. I'm all taping my fucking Son vagina shit. So like, With like no, the butterfly bitch. band-aid. I want yeah. that thick ass. Because there's a, a, a most the standard. The roll like, of gauze that like that comes in the thing. No, they'll have like a gauze pad. So like if you have oh, like a puncture wound or a laceration, it'll be a thick gauze. Most uh, first aid kits will have at least two of them in there. And you mm. just peel it open. It looks like a pad, basically. And you literally just press it on there that's what we need just yeah. to seal the and machine I, and i believe it has like some type of powdered coagulant in the core of it no so i don't want a to like powdered coagulant i don't want a yeast infection i just want the blood not to get on my fucking pants i know <laughs> shit or all over my chonies <laughs> you know that shit happens to women for every little fucking reason it i don't want no coagulation Give me a whole ass <laughs> fucking infection when I was just trying to stop the blood. That's bullshit. Right. Well, now they got all different. They have like stuff like Diva Cup and stuff like that. So it's like, so you- weird. I don't think I would ever like one of those. Like you have to like dump it out. Like, ugh, sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know up, about clean that. Clean it out. Yeah. They well, got wash them, it in your sink. Most of them <laughs> is like a, it's like a micro, my uh, antimicrobial like material that it's like made out of. So they're actually pretty sterile and clean to use. But you have to like clean them you know yeah what I mean? after each use hmm. but, uh, from it's the girls i've concept. women i've dated who use it they all they all swear by it yeah they put a gauze pad on their pussy no a diva no cup. the cup oh the diva cup yeah i was like what you like put it <laughs> yeah you like put it in your vagina and like yeah. it rests around like, the cervix uh, so yeah. when you fucking no, bleed, i've been super it. curious about that but like my issue is how did they fucking put, they that's that's too Put it in there? big to like, like, I don't want to, this is why like, this is fold like a speculum. It. No, 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 no. You, you, you fold what you it. do is you fold it. But how do you like, get it out? You have you to like pull, go in you there and grab pull it, it out, right? Pull it out over the toilet. Cause it will, everything yeah. will yeah, come I out. I know. And but you're like, like you're supposed to do something it. with your finger and like pull it out. So it like kind of unsuctions from your yeah. cervix. Wait, and then like, you're putting three fingers in yourself like this to get that shit out. 
Usually, like, no, at, in the beginning, you fold it like you yeah, fold it. Yeah, fold it to put it put in. It, you put it in, and then, then you let go, and then you just push it in. Okay. But to pull it out, though. Yeah, there's a tip. Oh, there's a tip on there. Mm-hmm. And, that you and pull? You you just you usually just use two fingers. You just pinch it, and it breaks the seal, and you pull you it out. you see how wide this is right here? That ain't that wide. I feel like it's really wide. Like, that would fucking hurt me. You gave birth. <laughs> Twice, Stella. I know, but I have a sensitive I feel like when my vagina is, like, bleeding, it's very, like, open. (laughs) Yeah, I can Like, like, it's a little bit, like, open. I don't know. I can just, like, slide up a fucking tampon, like, jumbo. (laughs) They just slide on it when I'm fucking hemorrhaging, you know. But usually I don't wear tampons when I'm hemorrhaging. Yeah, I don't. I usually, I don't wear tampons anymore, actually. I don't either, except my daughter took all the pads last time, so I had to. We lost like oh, 10 yeah. listeners just talking about periods right now. It's all dudes. It's all fucking dudes. They're like, fuck this bloody yeah. conversation. Yeah. I had to hear about that shit all the time growing up. It was so whatever. Here's the thing. I like, grew up in a house full of women. I was only I man. think every fucking man <laughs> should because like, then you meet dudes like my ex who like think it's weird that women shit. Oh god. And it's really? like how it's a old child. are you? How yeah, old are you? <laughs> like I have you literally fuck me doggy style. You see my asshole. What do you think that's there for? Yeah. Decoration? <laughs> Keith Keith like, said I got to urge for a jelly those are my favorite, actually. <laughs> Those are my favorite, too. Those are so I love good. jelly donuts. Oh, they're, they're the fucking bomb. I always, like, stick my tongue in it, too. I'm like, Ugh. You gotta I, get I prefer, it in there. I prefer yeah, the you have to. Field. A little custard in there. Yeah, th- those are bomb too. With some fucking coffee or just some fucking bomb. pan dulce with some fucking mm, coffee. Conchas oh, are my yeah. favorite. I love Oh, yeah. I'm getting Super some bomb. tomorrow. Mm. You gotta send me a picture again like you did the tacos. Huh? You got to send me a picture again like you did the tacos. <laughs> they ain't going to be around that long. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. Motherfucker, don't act fucking I, brand new. I almost didn't fucking take a picture of the tacos if I keep it a buck. But you did, didn't you? Yeah, because I, so, I said I, I, said I would. I'm not making no promises si <laughs> um, Oh, shit. And the thing about them is like they could be like six days old. And if you just make a cup of coffee, still smacking. Just fucking mm-hmm. dip that shit in there and just... I don't know about six days, but a couple days, yeah. Oh, I, a week, <laughs> seven days it's max. Hard. I know, yeah, like that's fucking wrong. Some, I'd fucking wait sometimes. I'd wait a couple days because they'd be like super hard and like they're, they absorb better when you dip them in coffee. I just fucking mm. dip that. Oh, smacking! One thing I don't like though is fucking bean bowl products. Them, oh yeah, trash. Yeah, no, that's trash. You know what's good is um, getting like a warm bolillo and then dipping it in like the chocolate de abuelita. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Well, I don't like abuelitas. The, the like, name brand. The name. Well, it's, <laughs> Do you it's, like the Ibarra one? Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Abuelitas hot chocolate is is kind of trash. I like, like both. I always thought it was weird how it like grows skin on top when it's just sitting there. Skin. <laughs> how it like yeah I don't yeah. The dry like that shit always was like yeah. mad weird like, to gotta me. keep it like the like, fuck <laughs> yeah oh that'd be my Super favorite weird. part nah, like, that shit is <laughs> disgusting to yeah, me like the get some gachos and fucking dip that shit <laughs> in. wrap it around like skin <laughs> he's off <all, laughs> ew <laughs> like fucking like huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I got a new no. tattoo, guys. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I can't see oh, it. Oh, nice. It's Wait, what is that? It's super shiny that a... right now. Well, person? I have the um, Aquaphor on it. Oh, you can't oh, see it. Yeah. It's a... I'll send you a picture, Lucho. You can't really see it here. But it's is it a, a person or an angel. American. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. An Aztec hey, warrior. My that. Aztec princess. The Aztec princessa. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cute. Spec says he's on his way to his studio. Um, I don't know Spec- if he's going to hop on here or what. What? He's an hour late. Trent he's Davis an hour said, late to the party. Valley Joe, that's where my family's from. I respect it. Oh, I didn't even know there's like this whole fucking chat on the side over here. Yeah, yeah. you got to read it. Is this on like it. every episode this has been here? Yeah, yeah. every episode. That's, That's how, how I'm distracted. If anybody's ever said anything to me and I didn't respond, my bad. So Earl, talking about our stab story, he said he got stabbed near the eye. Gosh darn asshole couldn't, couldn't even, even blind, blind him. Me. What a failed, failed attempt. attempt. Tried to fight him another time and he, paw- he pushed, pushed out, hardcore. out hardcore. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lucho, he's part of the Five Nine Club. <laughs> Let's go. What's up? Anything? Over, guys. All that six foot shit is overrated. Y'all dealing with some motherfuckers it's who got a bag of rocks though. for brain. It's not overrated though. It is. What's the point of being that tall to motherfucker like me? Dust your ass. What's the point? What's, point? Here's the thing. I think it is a waste of six feet tall when you're a piece of shit. And y'all motherfuckers yes. don't live as long as us. Y'all motherfuckers you know? are too big for your heart. That's hearts. true. It's like big dogs, right? The they don't live as long as Eat, the little ones. They got like I'm, knee problems. Yeah. All the problems. I abused my body for years. I'm still finna live longer than <laughs> so you. <stupid>. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five three gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you ain't five foot. Right. That's how tall my daughter is. Whatever. She's like five three. I Why stopped growing, growing in eighth too. grade. Yeah, I stopped growing in like eighth grade too. I remember, yeah. you know how in elementary school and school, like when you take your class pictures, um, like all the tall people went on the top row. Yeah. And then the second, you know, all the way to the short people at the bottom. Um, I think it was sixth grade. I was on the top row with like all the tall people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the fuck that happened. I didn't think I was tall. Uh-huh. And I ain't been on the top row since. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like I was on the top row then and they I fucking think I misplaced you on then. some like Kevin McAllister <laughs> shit. But you, no, because you were like row. long though, I feel like. I yeah. When I was in sixth grade, because I was that height already, uh-huh. the doctor thought I was gonna be like five seven, five eight. Uh-huh. But I think I just stopped growing then. Mm. Cause like even like all my friends were like here. Like uh-huh. they were all shorter than me. And see, yeah. doctors don't know shit though. I remember being a kid. How can you predict how tall someone it's, is? It's like based you on your. It's, it's usually based on the bones in your feet. So fucking oh. yeah. So like I remember because I got like lengthy ass small toes. Feet. So like the doctor, like when I was young, he's like, "Oh, you're probably gonna be around six foot tall." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I don't give a fuck." And he and then he was like, "No, it's good to be tall." And I was like, <laughs> "He's like, you could be a sperm donor." And I was like, "The fuck?" Oh, no. you can't be a sperm sperm donor if you're not six feet tall. No, you have to be five ten. 
What? Yeah. That's, you have to be, that's you have a to lie. Be, look it up. You have, to be, you have to be 5'10". You have no to weigh a certain amount. No wonder dudes are so mad when you, you give to... up shit about being t- not tall. Well, yeah, because well, you're not you worthy enough. You couldn't but, I mean, that's, be a sperm women, donor women if you were a ginger either. Well, women are the ones who set that standard. Most women don't want to have a ginger child and or a child who's going to be under six foot that's tall. That's true. So they don't and want shame fucking... on you ladies because I'm dope as fuck. You know, just, you know <laughs> just, another, just the more unfair shit that society pushes on people. But, you know, right. that's why I say... Fuck all this shit. I don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, honestly, like not every guy I've dated is five or six feet tall and above. Like, am I more visually attracted to a man who's taller? Like, yes. Like my eyes are drawn to it. Well, Just like an, men are drawn an, to tits and ass. It's an instinctual right? thing. So right. women are women are drawn to somebody who can He's physically protect be protective. Me. Men right. are drawn to somebody that's gonna be able to reproduce the most amount of children. Right. And fucking. But I mean, that's that's in all aspects of life. Like we, act, we, like we try to act like we're such an advanced like society and this, you know, uh, this meritocracy that we have, especially in this country. But like the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of fucking walking, talking, hairless apes like in <laughs> Hollywood. In Hollywood, you can't even be a leading man in Hollywood unless you're at least six foot. Like, There's no look, way that's true. Like look Tom at Kit, Cruise look is at like Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, when he played Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, he got shit for eight years about being five foot four. Yeah, but that's not fucking Jon Snow. Who's had, oh my who God, has the I last love him. Well, he all, well they made him wear <laughs> they made him wear. Uh, yeah, they make all, all the short seasons. guys do that, and then and even, everything. Yeah, and they have him stand on shit so the, for those like scenes but that's where they're what I'm eye saying. to eye with so the a chick. Per- that's what I'm saying. So the perception of leading men to the viewer is you have to be a certain height. Right. And, well, and then it's usually the shorter people. They're the passive comedic role. They're never the leading man. They're the funny person that you, you joke about. They Look at Kevin Hart. have the better you know personality, I mean? though. So, like, I am more attracted yeah, to a taller man. But if you see me walking around with a guy who's 5'9", no, he's funny and he's got good credit. Right. And mind your fucking business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the and dick is good too. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, well, let's talk credit score. There. What's, what's your guys' credit score? Which uh person? Which one are you looking at? Both of y'all. No, say. but like which which one? <laughs> your 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 main credit score. So like not the not, just pick the highest one out of the three credit scores. It's in the seven hundreds. So is mine. Okay. For sure. What you're gonna talk shit? I know. <laughs> I mean, mine. I can't talk about I'm, a man's credit I mean, score if mine's I'm not sit, a certain I'm, point. I'm sitting comfortably at eight twenty-one right now. So, Good I job. Mean. <laughs> mine was higher. You know, that's how I then, bought a boat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I uh, mine was higher, and then like Christmas happened, so I'm still recovering from that. Yeah, which I don't like to typically spend yeah. money I don't have, but same. Here we are. I don't know what she's doing over there, but she's fucking something up. Peen? Yeah, she's fucking pissed off because I'm fucking ignoring her. And that's not how you get attention, okay? Fuck. And yet you're giving it to her. I know. <laughs> Works every time. Works every time. You men are suckers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too uh, easy. Too easy. It's so annoying because, like, this morning she's, like, bugging me. She's bugging me. I'm I'm like sleeping in. Like were you I, off today? Yeah. So nice. Thursday I have Thursdays off. And like usually, no. like 
because I'm up at five in the morning every day. So like, if mm-hmm. I get to sleep in, I'm sleeping the fuck in. I'll sleep until mm-hmm. one p.m. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I used to be up until three three in the morning and not wake up until one p.m. Mm-hmm. So my body's acclimated to not only that, but like genetically speaking, I'm like a guardian. So like, I'm supposed to be up all night and like watch over the watch over the tribe at nighttime. Like that's I've always been like that. I'm not a a a day person i'm a night owl i'm totally up all fucking night i could stay up 24 hours but i still can't go to sleep until it's fucking until the sun comes back up what it's a it's it's fucking i've always been like that like i used to be scared to sleep at night because i was just always had this innate fear that something bad was going to happen to like my mom or my sisters so i just be up all fucking night do you and think it's then, like a past life thing? Like something happened in a past no, life and you remember? No, I don't believe in past life shit. You don't? It's, it's a tribal thing. It has to do with native peoples. And like when a tribe went to sleep, there was guardians that would be up throughout the night watching the tribe. Like mm-hmm. that's what people don't realize is like even today, America is not some fucking safe haven. We have coyotes, fucking mountain lions, poisonous snakes, poisonous insects. Like the, So like when I see stories about like these fucking like these uh these fucking like uh renaissance people who are like i'm fucking going on a hike today in this brand new i'm like and then they get attacked by a mountain lion and they're fucking they're like where the fuck do you think you live on planet earth motherfucker like there is no safe place on this planet right i mean like you're on a fucking rock hurling through the unknown universe like shut the fuck up so like me like having like this fear of sleeping at night, I feel is totally justified because one of the most bad shit happened at fucking nighttime. Mm-hmm. Also, like we've had home invasion robberies, like held at gunpoint, fucking false imprisonment, like all types of shit as a kid. So like I'm I, I'm PTSD Traumatized. fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like me, like I don't like sleeping at night, and like I will wake. I could have. I could relapse right now, do a bunch of heroin, and we'll still wake up in three hours because I can't stay asleep. I'm just like a night owl. I always have been. And mm-hmm. like, no matter how early and how much shit I do during the day, it's still really hard for me to go to bed early. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get up early. Like, I'm not a morning person. I don't no. get my energy till like the afternoon, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, I- I've just always been this way. I wish it wasn't so. Like, I've always wanted to be one of those morning people so bad because I'm like, oh, they're probably like hella productive, right? But like, yeah. I'm hella productive in the afternoon and the evening, and I'm- it don't matter. Like, I'm tired <laughs> as fuck. I could have gone to sleep today at like 4 p.m., but I still won't go to bed till like 1. I'm most productive when the sun goes down. That's when I'm like, all right, let's get it. Let's do something. Yeah. Like, in the morning time, I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I just only reason we got to wake up this early is because of farmers. Like, granted, they're already <laughs> getting fucked by our government, but go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like. I got to be at school out, at 8 a.m. The fuck? I didn't mentally wake up till 11 a.m. when I was in yeah. fucking high school. Like, Same. Why you, you're wasting the first four hours of school for me. Like, I ain't yeah. learning shit. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely wasn't. I learned more at night school than I fucking did in the fucking day. I mean, that's why I had to go to night school in the first place. <laughs> fuck. I never went to night school. I did not either. No? I just stopped going to school. I graduated my, when I was supposed to. <laughs> I dropped senior, out. Uh, my, did you get but I graduated college. I did. I got my GED like uh-huh. right before I went to college because I knew I needed that shit. Right. My fucking, I'd spent like 16 hours in school every day, like my senior year. 
because I wasn't on track to graduate. 16 hours? Yep. So in the morning was cyber high. So from 7 a.m. to 8.30, I was on the computer doing cyber high in the library. And then from 8.30 to... How old are you, Lucha? 30. Oh, okay. And then from uh, class of 2009. So from... Mm -hmm. uh, That's when I had my son. And then from from 3.30 to... Was it three thirty? Three thirty to six was cyber high again, um, and then after that, from six thirty to nine thirty at night was night school. So every day from seven to nine thirty every day my senior year I was at school. Jeez, on track please. to graduate, and nobody thought I was going to graduate. I didn't learn how to fucking read until my freshman year of high school. So like the California school system completely fucking failed me, and uh, and I was how like, did you a, pass? I went to school. <laughs> no, but 16 like hours a day. But like, how'd you pass, get to ninth? Yeah, grade? how'd you get there? Like, how'd you pass? Like, the middle California school, like... school system. So they me. just no, kept hold on, let pushing me you forward. Yes, there's a law called no child left behind. Yeah, so whether yeah. you were, oh. they passed you no matter what. If you got all D's, they still passed you. I got pushed D. You forward in the next yeah, they grade, just yeah. push you forward. They don't. They didn't help hold back students anymore. Mm. So hmm. I got you know I didn't learn you know. My whole time in school, I didn't never fucking learn anything. I had teachers that knew I couldn't fucking read, and like they just, I fucking ignored me in class. Like, did your Aww. parents ever read to you? No. No. Tell Sorry. me, like, read the Bible, and like, I'm not reading that shit. Fuck up out of here. I uh, I was I always read with my daughter. She started reading when she was. See, two. that's good though. That's good. Like, and before they're even like, once a child can like rec recognize symbols. And shit like that. That's when you should start as early as like three years old. You should start teaching them how to read. She was you're giving them a too. huge advantage in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give she's them a still, huge she's advantage. a, she's a huge reader now. She has been her entire life. She started when she was two. Now she's a high schooler who before school goes to the school library and literally reads and checks out books from her school library. See, there you go. I never did that shit. I never, ever, not once checked out a book from a library at any of my schools. So I started doing that uh, uh, my my junior year of high school because I never I, I always me growing up as a kid. I was like, if you're a smart kid, you're a fucking pussy. Like being smart is for fucking because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't around academia. I wasn't around kids who got you know, accolades for their academic uh, adventures. Like I, I didn't, I, I, I thought all that, I thought that shit was, uh, you know, using language from 2005. I thought that shit was hella gay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I, it frustrates me now because who knows where I could have been if I actually like tried growing up. But yourself. I mean, like I, the school system. I tell fuck, myself that too. But that's one of the problems with the public school system. It's, it's anything the government provides people is horseshit. Okay, mm -hmm. we have the laziest fucking people in fucking office who just don't give a fuck. Honestly, don't give a fuck about their jobs and or don't give a fuck about the citizens they're supposed to represent. And that's mm -hmm. across the fucking board on both parties. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, because I mean, I'm I kind of I'm I'm pretty fucking smart. I'm, I, I mean, I'm never going to be like I'm smarter than this person because majority of the time the fucking they're usually the stupid person, stupid person in the room who claims yeah. they're. You yeah, know, their level of intelligence. But I'm smarter than most people. I, I noticed that because I'll talk about stuff and people have no clue what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that used to be me. People would talk about shit and I was like, I got no. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is an adjective? 
or a noun. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. You know what I mean? I didn't know what grammatical errors were. like your were. curiosity is what drove you. Yes. Well, I got caught up my freshman year. Like the te- my teacher was like, oh, you don't know how to fucking read, do you? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I know how to read. I just think that's just for pussies. And it's like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah, you don't know how to read. So she like took the time to like sit with me and like learn Aww. shit. And the first book that I ever read was of mice and men. And yeah, that, that was I one remember, of those classics. My yeah. daughter read that book already. Yeah, it's only like ninety six pages, but it took yeah. me like three months to read. Because John like Steinbeck I, was a very dark writer. Yeah. I'd have to read a page over and over again because I, I'm not like dyslexic, but it's hard for me to. I don't learn. I don't learn by. I'm I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. so like if you tell me some shit, it goes in here and then out that way. But if I see you do it in front of me. I'm like fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm like a. I'm like a fax machine. Like I'm. I copy that in my. It goes in my memory bank, and like I can't get rid of it. I got yeah. so much stuff. That's why I like learning new shit. I'm like I don't know because I become a psycho, and I'm just like it just runs through my mind all day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as soon as I read my, Mice and Men, I was like fuck. I was like I gotta read. Gotta read another book. Then I read Catcher in the Rye, and mm-hmm. I was like fuck. This this kid is me. This fucking. This fucking young fucking whippersnapper who's like, fuck the world. Like, I'm going to do this shit on my own. And like, he's this child, but he's living this adult life. And was was it your like, teacher suggesting to you yeah. what to read next? I was like, because these are all like classics. Yeah. yeah. And school like books. school books. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, then uh, The Color Purple and To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. And then, yeah. um, and then I started, then I, then I turned that over to like, reading more about history because that was the only subject in school I was always good at was history because mm-hmm. most of the time it's your teacher up there fucking talking and you're just listening and they're just telling these stories. And so like, I would be fucking it. I just started fucking reading anything I fucking could ancient civilizations, fucking, uh, the, uh, the rise of the European union and fucking all mm-hmm. this bullshit that I thought was stupid as fuck. And just started learning it. And then I started straying from what was required in academia to shit that's not talked about in academia. And then I started reading fucking all this like experimental shit, you know, not not to be on my Jimmy shit, but then also started reading about like conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and how some people's minds are wired to search for conspiracies. But I mean, it's not in a sense that it's it's what it is. It's the curiosity of human beings that sparks the 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 yearning of conspiracies. Because at the end of the day, fucking like cons- that word exists for a reason. And when you look at history, most big placates in history were conspiracies. People conspiring in, either in secret groups or conspiring between uh between dividing lines. Because like and like I've always been like kind of like conspiracy theorist. I remember, I remember being five years old. This is a five-year-old's thought right here, breaking it down. At five years old, I believed that tire companies were working with the state because the roads, roads would always be fucked up. So I was like, oh, they don't fix these potholes in the street because they work with the tire companies. And the more potholes that there are to fuck up vehicles, the more tires that get sold. Like five years old, I thought that shit. That's how smart, oh my God. That's how smart that's, that's how my brain worked when I was five. Never read a fucking word in a book. And like, that's what I was thinking. I feel like when you're a kid, you you think like that, like not as like to that degree, like, Mm -hmm. oh, the government is in bed with tire companies and with Michelin. Right. Well, well, here's the thing is there are people who whether it be Toyo, uh, all these tire companies, there actually was a tire company in Texas 
who is who is trying to prevent them from passing laws to repave streets because they were giving backdoor payments to the fucking I'm not saying office. it's not far-fetched, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. as no, no, a no, no, child, yeah, yeah. I think children have that, like, accusatory, like, um, demeanor, though, because, like, we're used to being, like, lied to and like we catch parents and shit and lies yeah and so like you just stop trusting motherfuckers they thought they were fucking slick and and it's like right i was born not yesterday for conspiracy theorists because now kids are like no you don't want me to have this because this this, isn't this even though you said this like you know but like the first time i ever even like entertained a real conspiracy was 9-11 because i was 16 when that happened and like when i lived i lived in my uncle's like we were staying with my uncle and he didn't have cable so actually the first time that i saw footage from 9-11 was like six months later Oh, you like, didn't watch I it live? Did, I did not watch it live. My mom oh, wow. was at work. She called me, and I remember waking up and to her phone call saying somebody, like planes were crashed, crashed into the World Trade Centers. And at 16 years old, I had no fucking clue what the World Trade Centers were. I'm like, what's that? And she's mm-hmm. like, they're these like really big buildings in fucking New York City. And I was like I, I remember like, watching watching the footage and I was like, hey, that was in the movie Men in Black. <laughs> oh my god. So like I I saw that and then when I finally saw it, everything like hit me. Like that shit like I would see it and print it on the newspaper and stuff. But, like, the weight of those weren't there without actually seeing the footage. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the footage, I, like, lost it. It was, like, and devastating. It was. And then I turned 17 not too long after that. And then I remember your brother went to sign up for the Navy. And I went with him. Uh-huh. And I was going to like we were trying to get the recruiters to make our contract be so that we stayed together. Uh huh. And obviously they're gonna tell us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they're not fucking doing it, right? Yeah. Once yeah. we sign the contract, we're fucked. Yeah. I didn't end up signing it, and he did, and he went to the navy, and I didn't. Yeah. But like it was all because of like nine. 11 and then uh like what the military does in you know like poor families right they promise you all the things like Mm -hmm. you're gonna get paid you're gonna have these benefits you're gonna get free college like all these things right that was the appeal for me but that was the first time that i was ever like aware of um like that shit so mm-hmm. but i think it all starts with when you're a kid and you're fucking lied to by your parents then you just don't be believing shit <laughs> yeah what's up yeah. spec what up better spec late than never house. 
I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's what my stepson always told me when I would tell him to stop doing reckless shit. How old was he? He was a fucking smart ass teenager and young adult. He's almost 26 now, so. That's so crazy. What the I hell? I know. I can't believe it. He was like in elementary school when I met him. He was him. nine when so I met crazy. him, and now he's about to be 26. Sounds like that's some shit I would have said when I was nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, like, you need to get down from there. Or chill out. Like, oh, you're going to get hurt. He's like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember, when, here. I was, I remember when I was like 10 years old, like anytime somebody would like steer me from like doing something, I'm like, what am I going to do? Ambitions as a writer. <laughs> they were like, what? I was like, ambitions as a writer. I'm a writer. I got ambitions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. So what's going on? What's popping? Tell me something good. Tell me something new. What are we doing? Uh, let's see. What have we discussed so far? We've discussed... talked about period blood, uh, conspiracy I, I theories. Heard, yeah, I knew she was divorced as fuck. I saw that. I heard, <laughs> I heard you beat up some girls at a club. Um, <laughs> oh, he was listening. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know. And I'm the all-seeing ear, man. You know what I mean? I'm always listening to something. <laughs> pay yeah, pay no yeah, attention yeah. to the man behind the curtain. Right. <laughs> I, just heard, uh, I heard a little coke abuse going on. Uh, There's always coke, coke abuse, abuse when Lucho is talking. <laughs> Salvadorian girls and coke, cocaine. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Thanks. So that's the recap. That's the rundown. There's any little speck sprinkles you want to throw on top? How We're has your week it. been? My week's been uh oh, that's my week been. That's a good question. It's, it's gone by so quick that I haven't really thought about it. It's been cool. I did a couple photo shoots. I've been working on my projects, just getting my vinyl shit together, life stuff, taking care of my dog, stacking up my papers, staying out of people's way, staying out of people's business. There you go. I mean all the shit that I do to, you know, to level up. You know what I mean? Sounds like a good week. I tap in, but I don't be I don't know. I I'd be very uh it sounds like a productive week. Off the grid. I know. I'll be off the grid. I like money way more than people. So facts. People yeah. suck. I don't people really do suck. You know, a lot of times, like when I hear people like, "Man, I'm struggling. I'm fucking da da da," but then they're mad social. I'm like, that's probably why you're struggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you just yeah. You're not using your time wisely and shit. Like you know. And then I look at it from like I was behind the eight ball. I was like in college, fucking with warrants and fucking getting in all sorts of trouble and people are at home chilling. I'm like, dude, like what the fuck? How y'all wasting so much time? So for me, like time is like, you know, like I said, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Cause you know, shit to do. Like, and I don't want to take up anybody's time with my shit. Time is yeah. the most valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Time mm-hmm. is more valuable than fucking anything. I was talking about that with my boss earlier. Cause I was like, hey, yeah, like I'm around, like I'm home, I'm not doing anything. So if like you need me to hop on and do some shit, like I got you, you know? And I was like, I don't really be out like that. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not into it. Like there's like some people like that I'm like friends with and shit. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are out almost every single day of the week. Like, what are you fucking celebrating? <laughs> Yeah. What are you celebrating? Like, what are you doing? And you like, 
renting a fucking apartment or a bedroom in an apartment and like you're out all the time doing shit and like I just uh you know I don't understand like I can't do that and 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 even if like you could afford it whatever like to me I'm just like I need my time by my fucking self mm-hmm. you know like reading working on myself mindlessly scrolling for you know a decompression or whatever the fuck like mm-hmm. I just don't want to be around people like that all the fucking time like it's just not appealing to me you know right I think it's the reverse for me. Like, I don't like being around people because, like, I have a powerful energy and I bring everybody up and I have a spirit and, like, motherfuckers are like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, are the rooms down? And then I come in and it's like, yo, what's good? We let we cry, what's popping? You know? So there's value in that because motherfuckers bring you down. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. not my energy. So I'm very protective of, like, who I fuck with because it's like, yo, I'm going to make your life better. Like, straight up. Like, I'm very confident about that shit. Like, I'm not going to fuck your life off. I'm not going to fuck you up. I'm not going to do some shit to make you resent me. I'm going to mm-hmm. level you up. I'm going to give you good energy. I'm going to talk to you about tangible shit. I'm going to be a dope-ass friend. So, like, yeah, there comes value with that shit. Don't play with me or my time. Don't treat yeah, me Yeah, not like everybody me. has that. Not everybody has that. For sure. I don't, like, I don't need to be compressed because I'm fucking – I'm not stressed out. Like, I don't believe Sometimes I do shit. Y'all know I don't I don't believe in the word stress at all. I think that, that shit is like a like a super social construct, and that's just something to distract you from your fears. But um, you know, for me, it's just like again, I'm in a good space in my life, and I think more people are so into complaining or talking about others that that shit is a drain. Like I don't want to hear you yeah. about somebody all day. Like, what are we doing to get some bread? Like, what are we giving our kids with some value, some assets? Like, what's popping? Like, you know what I mean? You talk to me for an hour, you don't even smile. What the fuck I'm around you for, bro? Like, <laughs> so all that shit's important. That shit that I keep a, a tab on, you know, because I don't want to judge you, but I don't want to also be hindered by you either. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. That's why I try not to complain. That's why I, one of the things where I try not to complain about shit is because, like, I'm, I, I have a, <clears throat> Where I'm at in life right now, I have a keen opportunity to be as selfish as I possibly can. I don't have any kids. Uh, I barely even have any family. Um, and like the same thing, like what Spec said, is like people can fuck. People are they're fucking soul snatchers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bring you around because they because you you're the you are the vibe. You are the wave. You're the one who brings the positive energy. And they and a lot of times people don't reciprocate that. And they just fucking drain you. Mm-hmm. And, or 1, you get other, other people, they physically want something from you. They want to be around you for your accolades, for your fucking money, because you mm-hmm. got a good big game, like anything. You know what I mean? Or a lot, a lot of times it's a status thing, too. I know this person, I'm cool with them. So, like, that makes my life have more value. So I'm like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Putting, putting value in, in somebody else's uh, place in the world. And fucking comparing it to your own and being mm-hmm. like, well, this person's doing this. So, you know, I'm on too. And this is who I kick it with. And like, I, I just got to the point where like, I don't fucking kick it with anybody anymore. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, what's the fucking point? Like, it, and like, I mean, to not to quote fucking a movie like I always do, but in a Bronx tale, like when C fucking tells uh, when Colosional gets told by Sonny that nobody fucking cares at the end of the day. Nobody fucking cares. You're going to die. Your life is going to be over. Their life is going to go on. At some point, they might even fucking forget that you ever existed. That and, 
And so, so what's the fucking time is the most valuable fucking resource that is not renewable in this life. Can't so be I'll, bought. No, you can't. So I'm not going to I'm not going to fucking waste my time with especially on people like of all things, waste my time on people like no. Well, I, that's. I'd, I'd rather waste my time on like trying to achieve something or experience something new that's or, wasting fucking, or break ground. But like wasting my time on people is like, yeah, that's so useless. Well, that's why, like, like today for at work during a call, they were talking about it's like because there's a lot of people who externally source value, like, so like hanging out with people and then trying to get like people's opinion, like people to tell you or show you how valuable you are, like you don't see it in yourself, you don't do the things for yourself, but like someone's opinion of you or how they treat you or all these things, people allow that to dictate how they see themselves and how they value themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, because, because we live in a society where, where value comes from like the market and like uh, supply and demand. And, Mm -hmm. and, but that doesn't apply with people. You are the one who set you set your own value. You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't see it that way. They don't. Well, I mean, we live in this fucking. People are used to working for somebody else, so their value contributes yeah. yeah. to how somebody else makes them feel. Right. Right. If well, you know- from an early age too, like, like telling your kids "good job" all the time is one of the worst things you can do to them. Like from the fucking jump, you know, like you're supposed to like, like, uh, what is it? The positive reinforcement on like effort and like the like other things not like the what you think the result is or whatever well it's not so much telling them good job it's when 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 a child does something that the parent wants them to do and then and you, approved, oh that's a good job yeah. not when the child does something that the child they, wants to do. that fills you know their mean? cup exactly right. mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's the that's the bad side of that because like there was plenty of times where like i wanted to be adventurous a child and be bold and fucking try something new but my parents didn't like that so I got I got no po- positive affirmation from that. But if I did something they wanted me to do, that's when I was their son. Mm-hmm. That's when I was mm-hmm. I was a good boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because parents make robots; they don't make people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you get then you know I'm not sure how old you are. I don't want you to put your your age on blast if you don't want to. But I just think for a lot of people who grew up with parents that were born between 1950 and 1968 or so. Um, they all have a certain ideology when it comes to controlling with obedience. Kids. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a very, it's like, it was like a very weird time where there was a lot of corporal punishment. And then there was like this new identity of like behavioral therapy and mm-hmm. understanding kids and learning how to cope and talk to them and certain things. So you have people that were on the fence with that, where it's like, I'll beat your ass, but I'll talk to you after then you have mm-hmm. like my parents that was like, you're going to get two in a row and we ain't talking shit like you, <laughs> you know, yeah. which like yeah. made me way worse because I was like, bro, like, I'm going to just get beat for doing the shit I'm doing. All right. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't understand. You're fucking creating a monster right now. <laughs> and that's there's no there's no dialogue on like why you're mad at me. I'm just getting beat and I don't understand it. But that's what a lot of like, you know, I know for a lot of dudes and girls my age, for, for particularly, um, they dealt with a lot of that, like a lot of their parents, like being drunk or abusive. And that was just a normalized thing. Like, yo, my dad would like fuck me up in front of my homies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
my homies would be like, yo, your dad is fucking nuts. I was like, you tell him. Look. <laughs> yeah, because he was just another, you know, but that was his experience. Like my dad didn't grow up with his dad. And like, he was a very like protective dude to my grandma, to his sisters and shit. So like with men, there was that like, resentment and i think with me i look like my dad i was very I, I idolized my dad like i followed him around all sorts of shit so i think with me like after certain things in our relationship kind of changed there was like that resentment that was built because i was like yo like i'm not listening to that and, you know we all have that as kids like we have that parent that we kind of clash with and conflict with but i think for him because the approach that he had with like corporal punishment and whatnot wasn't working as much like he felt he was losing me a lot faster. And just to kind of end this, like maybe seven or eight years ago, my dad was like, we're talking to him in his room. My daughter's playing on his bed. We're just talking. And um, I said something about not regretting anything. And he was like, nah, you should regret stuff. And I was like, fuck regret. Like that shit's whack as hell. Like nobody, mm-hmm. no shit. Like, you know, just right. the, the ego ass bullshit. Like, you know, and yeah. he was like, nah, I regret a lot. I regret not being there for you in high school, like working all the time, mm-hmm. you just fucking wilding out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I was wilding out in high school. Like, it, you know, that's a whole episode itself. <laughs> but those kind of things, like I think our parents, like as a certain age, our, our elders, they kind of start reflecting and re- recollecting certain things that either may push, you know, that have pushed their kids or like certain loved ones away or have created some sort of distance where they can't get past it, like some sort of impasse. So they're trying to figure out in their own minds, like, yo, I'm getting older in life. How do I connect with this person before I die? Are they just mm-hmm. tapping into this, like, I'm fucking stubborn and I don't give a fuck. So it's just, mm-hmm. one. and I think for him in that space, it was one of those, like, how do I like keep you? How do I, you know, connect with you now as an adult, you know? Right. So, also like the, the concept of like adulthood, is like I've always kind of thought of it as like a farce because we're all just fucking kids who just get old. And you have these, a lot of times you have kids raising kids and then kids raising kids raising kids. And like, like what the fuck is adulthood? Is it like a, is it a line in the sand that you eventually cross? And like you're, I'm an adult now. Like, I think it's more like a spiritual mental thing, what adulthood is. And some people never achieve that. I, well, I, I see people who are in their 80s who are just fucking old ass fucking kids who are just fucking running a fucking muck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the shit that sucks, though, is like. So I feel like I had kids really young, right? I was 22 when I had my daughter. I was 24 when I had my son. And biologically, on a physical level, that's like the best time for me to have a kid. Right. But like mentally. You're not fucking mature enough. Like, I definitely wasn't at 22 and 24, huh? I say you weren't even done with puberty yet. You know, like, I was still... There's a lot of shit I didn't know. I didn't know who the fuck I was yet. I didn't even... I wasn't even self-aware enough to, like, understand how my experience in life up until that point affected me and how like and and how to not transfer that shit onto my children right like i hadn't even unlearned the shit that i didn't want to push forward right like the cycles that i wanted to break Mm -hmm. and so like it's shitty 
because women, you know, like when we start our period to like we're, you know, our 30s, like that's your prime time to like have your child, right? Like if I were tried to try to get pregnant right now at 37, like that's high risk. Like, but I'm in a better place mentally now and in a place that I wish I was, you know, 15 years ago when I had my daughter. Like, you, that's the shitty fucking part, right? Especially for women. Like, and we, you know, typically, like, in general, women mature faster than boys, right? Like, we are thinking of, huh? That's what they say, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it's obviously all, <laughs> but, like, so, where was I going with this? I hate to interrupt. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Maturity and how kids mature at different stages. Yeah, I don't and and like how women unfortunately mature. we're not in the most mature space mentally when we are in the prime space physically to reproduce. Right. You know. I think but. that's what like one of the things that makes not to cut you off, but to yeah, add no, to no. I think one of the things that's interesting about China is that they actually like don't allow you as a person to have a kid until you're 27. So you actually go through all three formative stages of puberty and at 25. And now, you know what I mean? You actually have a couple of years to be established and to now create a family. And you only have a certain period of time to create a family. But that's also interesting because of they had to do that because of population control because there's right. so many there that mm. actually create a system in order to keep the resources aligned you know what i mean but yeah interesting i think um conceptually if that model was like kind of approached across the world with obviously like sex education teaching and the fact that puberty isn't taught puberty is only taught in like two stages they don't teach you about the last stage where your bones are forming and how it's forming around your brain and how if certain traumas are fucking still not identified in your brain is like locking to your brain mm-hmm. that you'll never escape those things. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They don't teach you that. You have to go into like deeper psychology classes and like be big into like, you know, development classes to understand those things about your body. And those are lessons I feel like kids should learn earlier. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As opposed to fucking social studies and certain My- things. My son still hasn't even learned the basics of like, I remember being in fifth grade. Fifth grade. They like pulled us to different rooms, girls Mm -hmm. and boys. And like you learned about your reproductive systems and this, that Mm -hmm. and the other and each other's. Right. Right. My son still hasn't even had that. What? And he's in seventh grade. They don't do that anymore. But COVID happened. But even in fifth grade, he was in fifth grade. COVID. Oh, yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, I I forgot. I also think, too, because this might open up a can of worms. Fuck it. I'm here for it. Um, It's 1000% my responsibility, I feel like. But yeah, for sure. But working in the educational space now, you know, and being a teacher for the last decade, fucking pretty much, um, I've noticed a big changing of the guard when it comes to how we teach our kids in um, educational spaces and also with the access of certain sexual platforms. Mm -hmm. And I also to the, the inclusion of like 
every kid is this, every kid should make this decision is also a big problem mm-hmm. in how development works. Now, for me personally, I'm just going to give my personal feelings like anyone out there, if you feel differently, I respect it. But I, I have daughters. My daughters are girls. That's not what they identify with. That's literally physically what they are, what they were born mm-hmm. as. They yeah, there's sex. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that there's this, this, uh, I don't want to say movement because then it sounds weird, but I think that there's this process that's happening now with a lot of parenting that are either trans or demi or pan or whatever pronoun that they choose to be that are now forcing this agenda on kids that don't have parents like that, like our mine that are saying, Hey, like, you got to go to a gender neutral bathroom or you're fucked up. You have to fucking tell every kid that they have the choice to be whatever they are or you're fucked up. Mm-hmm. So eliminating my chance or my space to actually parent my kid and teach my kids sexual identity, sexual responsibility, sexual behavior, sexual uh, fucking flamboyance, clairvoyance, whatever I want to teach my kid because of this narrative from other parents that feel unsafe about behaviors that are pushed as an agenda to make it allowable for every kid to just make every decision. So now if that's the case, why is child pornography looked at so fucking badly? Because mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if we're allowing our kids at seven years old to say, Hey, like I'm a transgender kid now. And that's safe. It's not, it's not safe. Like there should be some learning when you have kids that are dealing with puberty, that are dealing with adolescence, that are dealing with peers, that are dealing with judgments, critiques, and other energies. If you really want to save space, you have to teach your kids all sorts of other things and not that everything's okay. Some things may not be okay for you. And that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you do not like fucking boys your whole life and that's fine. But at seven years old, my daughter doesn't have to learn that in second grade or we're fucked up parents because we don't sign this waiver. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And this is stuff that I have to explain to fucking adults now with teenagers. Cause it's like, yo, like I have a bunch of teenagers here. Like I have a kid right now and we'll just, we'll, you know, a kid named Johnny mm-hmm. that wants to be identified as Teresa, you know? And this parents are like, yo, our son's Johnny. But at school, he's like, I want to be Teresa. So I have to be able to be respectful enough to understand that kid's identity, but respect the parents enough to say, okay, this is what you want the behaviors to be supported in the school setting. You know what I'm saying? So there's a fine line of that. It's like very difficult that I've noticed that, you know, it's so many different ideologies that are in this melting pot and, you know, every way is the way that you want to raise your kid. But you know, I think a lot of times, too, when I look at how the barometer of sexuality is looked at around the world as opposed to America and how repressed and how dangerous we view everything sexually and how open other countries are and living abroad, understanding this like rape cases and sexual abuse and all these other cases are way down in Europe, way down in Asia, like third world countries, not, you know, we're notwithstanding because that's a whole different thing. But in socialized and cultural countries that actually have a a civilization, you know, like other than America, we have the, you know, we have the highest rapes, we have the highest sexual predators, the highest abuse, like all the highest things when it comes to sex. Mm -hmm. But then we push this agenda 
that's so fucking crazy and it's backwards. And then you go to Europe and you see sexuality being brought into the culture naturally. Little kids giving each other kisses, women kissing each other, men. You know what I mean? Like in France, it's like, you know, we have that conversation about kissing your friends. Y'all mm -hmm. can never live in France. You can never live in France because everybody kisses each other. You like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, talking about full on making out. But oh, yeah. No. <laughs> but, but, but you know, but yeah, because y'all was talking about kissing on the lips and shit. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 me and my cousin definitely were just like, Mwah. Like yeah, we, but, you know, in France, they do that. Like, you know, and that's all I was saying. Well, also in, uh, in like the Middle East, well, men hold hands when like best mm -hmm. men will hold. Like my, my pana Abdul, uh, this is <laughs> such a stereotype, but he has a smoke shop off of one of the main blocks out here. But that's my homie. Like as soon as I get off of work, every fucking day when I get off of work, I go over to the smoke shop. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I don't, you know what I mean? But I'll just, right. that's my boy. So I'll go over there and I'll kick it with him. We'll talk about you know, we'll talk about Islam. We'll talk about shit like it's going around the world. And like every time I see him, like I give him, I give him my left hand. He gives me a right hand. We'll just hold hands for a little bit and talk. Now, Lucho, back in the day, I was like, yo, what's up with all that fairy shit, bro? Like, I don't fly with that. But like when you start learning from other cultures, it's like America's got shit ass backwards. Like, and that mm -hmm. was something I realized like as a child, because going to Mexico, I kiss everybody on the lips. My cousins, my tia, yeah, you know what like, I mean? Like, that's not a, a weird fucking thing, you know what I mean? I was then, just using their example to fucking just... To, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I got you, I got you. <laughs> well, but, like, whenever we see, you know, your grandma or your dad or everybody's like, hi, like, this the kiss on each side to right. say hello, like, to greet each other. Right, right. Oh, but the difference between France and Mexico in that space, like, you see how you see your grandma... Is that was that an everyday thing or was that a ceremonial thing? Because did you grow up with your grandma in your house every day? Whereas in France, like it's like every day, mommy. Mm -hmm. daddy. I just know it's every time I see her. Okay, got you. Do you? Yeah. I grew up. I grew up with my grandma, so it was every day. Okay, yeah. I'm just you know I'm kind of kind of assimilating so I could get yeah. a better understanding because for the most part, most people look at affection in our country as a negative thing that only comes with a relationship hyper sexualized yeah you know yeah and i think those are some of the biggest reasons why some of our sexual discussions when it comes to children and when it comes to identity or you know identity crisis where some people say like it's so like different and it's so polar you know it's like such a polarizing thing it's like yo like you can feel this way and respect these things and maybe not support these things and still respect them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, again, also to tie in what Lucho said, as far as like learning cultures, like we are a very young country, you know, we are. I mean? we've been here 500 years and we're competing with countries like fucking France and thousands. Spain. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that also adds to some of our fumbles and hurdles that we deal with, you know, systemically as well. Well, also like America is like an experiment that's gone bad. It's, it's, um, <laughs> You know, uh, I, I hold some views that most people don't find um, I, I'd probably get canceled for. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like what? well, like segregation. So segregation <laughs> had very good points. Like, so like at some, well, the black people, they had their own economy. They had their own structures of power. And when they desegregated, a lot of it was just so white people could come in and take over everything. You know what I mean? And like you have. Like the positive and negative aspect positive is you have, you know, these, these different, the, the melting pot, so to speak. But then you have all these white people who just come around and start jocking everybody's shit. 
You're, they take it as their own and completely erase the previous history. I mean, look at history itself. All the history that's been taught in this country in the last 50 years, most of it, which has been built by people of color, has all been rewritten by white people. And most and it gets fucking it gets washed out of the fucking way. All, the, all these all these problems that we have, especially in our uh, communities of color, it's because fucking white people have just fucking invaded everything. When before we had we had our own shit figured we had our shit figured out or figuring our shit out. Now it's fucking I mean, when you look at it, like even around the even around the globe, look at fucking Ukraine. You have thousands and thousands of African migrants who got left behind and were not allowed to flee the country and get on trains because you, it was Ukrainians first. You guys can fucking stay here. Little women and little children are fucking in the middle of battle zones and were not allowed evacuation just because they were black. That's nationalism. And in times mm-hmm. of war, nationalism takes precedence over race. You oh, saw of course. In World War II, like amongst people that had the same skin tone. But segregation didn't work because when you weaponize the same economy against each other, it's destined to fail. Like, you know what I mean? You can't have a black income and a white income and a unilateral income. Like, well, that's that, that's national economics like, as so far as that example, part. I'm, I, what I was referring to was the, 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 the spending power in the community, like the, the value of the dollar. Okay, let's use Tulsa for an example. That was a very valuable place. They had a lot of money as far as black, right. you know what I mean? What happened mm-hmm. White people view that as a threat because right. black people created solidarity and decided to destroy it. And because white people right. still had the rules over that segregated but equal economy, it wasn't ever equal. Like right. you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like again, like my dollars as as me being a black man, my dollar's never gonna be the same amount as a white rich man's dollar. Like, right. you know what I mean, there's no way possible in this country because the system wasn't set up for me to ever be a person anyway. I was always taught to be property. So the fact of and that's the big reason why I chase money, because I want property assets, values, things that black people aren't taught, things that black people aren't ever focused on. Like minorities are like, yeah, I'm happy to live in a fucking uh, Mm -hmm. uh, apartment and have a roof over my head. I am not. I am not like I want a house. I want space because when I see the white person and they are able to give down general wealth, generational wealth to their families and their kids don't have to struggle and they could literally focus on school and focus on owning more things to actually have a stronger family unit. That's what I want. So I look at that model for that. And as long as I see a model of me not owning things, I'm never going to win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. My friends are like, yeah, you like to buy a lot of shit. Yes, I do. Because all the shit I buy are assets. Those are all things that create value to my family, to my heirlooms, all certain things that all mm-hmm. rich white folks do. But us as minorities, we look at each other like, oh, you're buying shit. You're fucking you're 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 cocky or you're conceited or you're flashy or you're this or you're that. No, motherfucker. Like, I understand my value. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. Some of we us are always raised to work like yeah. i couldn't tell when i told my grandma i was going to college she's like you're wasting your time you need to go work like it was like not something of value to us. she's like you need to go work you need to go make money like that's it like take care of your kids that's all like there was no foresight no like hey invest here's how you like build mm-hmm. wealth right there is no wealth in my family nothing mm-hmm. like my mom's a first generation American. So like we haven't been here very long, but like it's, there's nothing built. There's nothing to hand down. There's nothing to teach. My grandma didn't go past first grade. Like she started working in a tortilla factory when she was seven, you know, like that's just not the mentality that we were 
path like was passed for us yeah Mm -hmm. exactly my dad was always like fucking fuck this rap shit don't make music go to school and like then i graduated school and then he was like stop doing music and then i'm living in other countries and like off of music and he's like are you still doing that music stuff and i'm like now making more bread than him off of music and then with battle rap i was like really making a lot of more money and then he's like Oh, so my friends at work are talking about you. My friends at work are listening to your music. They don't believe in your dream until it's like actually producing shit. Yeah, I remember one day he comes to he comes to my house. He's like, "Yo, like you're at home." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm in your area." Wish I knew it was Cap. Like this fool don't be my my house. He drives to my house to talk to me about his coworker. He's like, "Yo, dude, like my coworker like loves your music. I didn't even know you like." made music like that and da, da, da. i was like dude what the fuck you think i was I've always been getting? telling you <laughs> like i'm traveling go on tour and da 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 like you know he right. was like i just remember you for going to jail i was like yeah that's all you remember like you just hold on to negative aspects about me i was like throughout all those years of me going to jail i was actually like getting a master's degree playing basketball being a d2 all america fucking working two jobs and like trying to get out of that stage of my life mm-hmm. so thank you because you put the battery in my back by always judging me always saying that my ceiling was dumb low but that's Mm -hmm. what our parents do as minorities because they're subconsciously fed their entire lives that they're not worth anything i have never felt that way about myself because i come from abuse so it's like nah i am high value fuck out of here like you can't ever tell me you control me like you fucking are like that i'm an option i gotta work for you like any of that like in any part of a relationship if i like you if i'm trying to be your friend or anything and i hear any of those things those are immediate red flags because i come from slavery you can't be some girl and be like hey i can like i have a control over you i control you or like no i'm immediately already out because when i hear those kind of things that's cultural to me it's like yo like we come from like motherfuckers saying i own you yeah i'm gonna like you like you're crazy so there's so much about me that's fueled off of my fucking culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. It's the really star. hard to no. to do that, too, because it's like going against the conditioning. Like, it's easier to default I, to like what it is versus what you're doing. You know, like I oftentimes I tell myself that shit. Right. But like there is still that part of me in my head. Like. And it's not, it's super subconscious. It's not like a loud voice or anything, but well, it's, it's almost, fucking there. It's almost like embedded the, 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 it the is. struggles and like strife as of your ancestors woman, becomes embedded yeah. in your DNA. Yeah. You know? It's what is it? ASMR, AMSR, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally so that. Like, it's you know, it's there. It. It's sitting there. Like I see it in the peripheral, but like it's, and it's not loud, but it's there. And like right. knowing what I know and like to know better to feel a certain way about myself and to like try to have that outlook. It's pretty strong, but it's, if there's still that little motherfucker there, that's like, you're a woman, your like role is a like Mexican woman is to serve the man. Like, like do these things, right? Like it's very fucking hard to like completely fuck out of here, you know? Yeah, some should like I understand like traditional concepts, but and I get that being a woman. Also, I I think, too, probably being a black man, there's certain like concepts or traditions or certain things that we carry. But I think for us as a culture, because we come from a lack of lineage, actually, like being able to trace our genes from, you know, like it's a lot more um, 
distant and it's not as uh, traditional, so to speak, like Mexican women come from like hundreds and hundreds of years of like fulfilling this space or that role traditionally, right? And then you have black women who, because of slavery became half matriarch, half patriarch, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so that's why you have like this strong black mom image. For me, I never had that. I grew up with my dad. My dad, my dad was my dad. My mom was always like, that's dad. Dad is number one in the crib. Like, you know what I mean? And I always, I, and for me in any relationship that I'm in, I will always feel like I'm number one and why I will die for my wife. And I will never put my wife or girlfriend in a position to die for me. So for me, I think that the value of what I bring is a little bit different than like the person that's protected. You know what I'm saying? And I also think the flip side of that is my girl, our wife, our significant other understanding that she's worth me dying. Mm -hmm. so there's that side too. There's always like, oh, you think you're better than me? Nah, you're worth dying for. Mm. Like, you know what that's I'm saying? That's hard to hear. Yeah, that is. And that's so really hard for me to hear. But it's real. It's real. It's like if I if like I think to have a relationship that like can work and like be further, like there's certain things I'm going to designate to my lady and it's not going to be cooking or cleaning. But there's certain things that she's going to designate for me. Like if a motherfucker bangs on the door, you think I'm going to ask her to get up and go check the crib? No, right. because there's certain things as a fucking partner that you fulfill traditionally. You know what I'm saying? And I think now because we have so much liberation with men, women, gay, whatever that there's a lot of lack of tradition now. Like I can be anything, but I can fit traditionally when I want to, but then I don't kind of want to because like, that's some new shit, like, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, just having certain values systemically in a relationship adds to my harmony. I don't want to be arguing with you about your role. Like you're a lady. There's certain things I will never ask of you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're a woman and I respect that. Like, I'm not going to like press you to do certain shit that I could do for myself. Like, I don't even want you for your gender. I want you for companion companionship and, like, actual fucking value asset bringing, like, building, like, bringing this shit up, leveling up. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just this, oh, I'm the woman, you're the man. And I think so many relationships are caught up so much on that shit. It's like that, a power struggle, too. Yeah, there's no growth. And, I like, I tap out immediately once, like, I start seeing women that I have been interested or even like for a long time on that shit because it's so fucking circular. And life yeah. in a circle. Life is a fucking ray. It starts and it ends. Like it just yeah. goes, you know what I'm saying? And when you die, you keep going. Yeah. So if you think of the circular space, it's like start at 12 o'clock, end at 12 o'clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do we do now? And that's that's for me why I'm very uh, particular, even when I pick my friends and like people that I'm around. Cause it's like, yo, like we have to have some sort of symmetry, some sort of like common thinking even if we don't agree, our thinking can still be common. Mm -hmm. Still a line where it's like segregation. Like, you know how he just said that there's certain, there were certain goods in segregation, but none of that to me was economy. I just thought that segregation in certain parts brought unity because we had to rely on each other because yeah. there was a bigger source of oppression that was like, yo, y'all got to kick it and learn and be together or you're done. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, but, you built actual community. Yeah, but once segregation worked against people with the unity, then it was like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Fucking yeah. hookers, fucking, you know what I'm saying? More cops. Like it would just turn into that. So, you know, I, I see how 
a lot of these community leaders are like, yo, we have to focus on black issues or brown issues. I tell my Mexican homies all the time, like, bro, like, don't focus on black issues. They're all doing the same shit as us. Yeah. You know like, don't be mad because like black folks don't go to East LA, like, and go support a movement. You got to understand the history of fucking civil rights, my G's. This didn't start with y'all being the face. So you will never be the face of that. You will always be the testers on it, though. They'll use us for the fucking prototype and then they'll test it on y'all. Like, you know, and I tell my Mexican friends, too, like, you never want to be the mom with your son being fucking George Floyd. Like, you don't want that. You don't want to be like, you know, there's way less Vanessa Guillens than there are, you know, I'm saying fucking George Floyd's. And, there's, and I think a lot of Mexican-Americans and other cultures, even in general, get bothered about that. We're like, dog, that's nothing to get bothered about. You should be happy that they're not fucking using you as a monetary fucking victim, you know what I'm saying, for news and media mm-hmm. and like creating this black versus white thing. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, be happy that you get to sit in the background and feel like you can complain and say, hey, what about us? Because literally it is me. Every time I go in the store, it's like, oh, there's a black guy, lady clutching her purse. I'm fucking in my 40s with a great beard and like, I want to protect you more than see you hurt and over here looking at me like I'm gonna kill you and shit. Like, you know, that's so funny because I'm like the opposite. Like white men, I see white people, I'm like, ah, (laughs) white men make me more nervous. Same. Like, I'm never like uncomfortable near a black man, but like a white man makes me nervous as fuck. Like, especially of a certain age and a certain like, I'm like, yeah, same. Like, I don't trust you, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know how they have those like implicit this bias for anybody out there who's white yeah this is not a white oh bashing. yeah no yeah. no 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 uh, talking about ears, you know? yeah and <laughs> we're I, being vulnerable right now chill everyone i uh <laughs> i interned at the department of corrections in oregon for the office of diversity and inclusion and we all had to do that like harvard implicit bias test right like and so the idea is you have to answer fast enough to where you like you can't think about your answer. You have right. to make a fucking choice. Right. And if you try to take too, if you take even like a second too long or whatever, like you it, it's done. It doesn't like it's not going to like you got to start over. Yep. And so I interned it was two other white girls in my internship. And we had to do like your view on black versus white people, white people versus Arab people, and um, your how you associate men and women with work and family. And I was the only intern whose I had the strong automatic preference for black people over white people. I had a strong automatic preference for Arab people versus white people. And I had a strong... Um, automatic preference for women and work and like men with family like men like like and and like all the other interns have the opposite and they're like who the fuck are you and I was like I don't know but like I've always felt like this (laughs) like this is something I've always felt and I don't like crazy I it's just like it's just something I know like too because like when you look at like your friend groups, right? Like when I see people that I follow and the only friends they have are white people 
I'm like, where's your diversity? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have enough perspectives. Like, it's very weird to me that, like, it's not something that you, like, are aware of or care about. And, like, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, the majority of my friends are not white. They're, like, are from all different kinds of backgrounds and cultures Mm -hmm. and races and ethnicities. And, like, I like that because I like to have – of like different people and different experiences and shit around me. And I think that that's like, like that's really rich to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, that's where I come from. So like the clutching of the, like in nice white neighborhoods, I lock all my fucking cars and win- like <laughs> car doors and windows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just what it is. I'm fucking terrified of white people. They white people walk. blow people up. They fucking <laughs> shoot people up. They like they do the craziest you, shit. They call the cops on you and lie about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I about it. I do not care about the bombs because if I'm going to go, that's fake. But I care about just driving in traffic, going to 7-Eleven and fucking Kimmy fucking decides to call the cops and because I'm on my phone, she says I'm waving a gun around and I got 19 cops in my face, like, you know, scaring me and my yeah. daughter like that sort of shit like yeah or fucking hey man uh you talk really good what how much are you know or black people like you talk white no yeah like you know uh, you don't talk like a black person i've heard that my whole life i've heard that my whole life you don't talk like a black person from every race from black mexican white asian Mm -hmm. like yo how am i supposed to talk tell me how i'm supposed to talk like you know and then uh another one too is like um I grew up with a lot of non-black friends because I'm black. What yeah. the- I go home to a black family, motherfuckers. My dad's darker than me. My- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sister's black. My aunties and uncles, they all, what? Black, right? Black. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Like, bro? Me having a bunch of Mexican friends, Asian friends. I moved from New York to California. Like, you know, I lived in South Central amongst a bunch of black kids. Now I moved to the Valley and had a bunch of Asian Mexican, white, Latino, Chicano, like a bunch of different friends. Yeah. I learned from your culture. I'm not from here. I want to learn about Mexicans. I want to learn about like what, you know, y'all throw the chancla. Okay. My mom throw the chancla too. She throw the the control. Like, you know, there's certain things that assimilate. There's a lot of like similarities, like all like the black jokes and the Mexican jokes and that shit. It's like, that's our, our class though. Like it's a, that's some poverty shit right there. Like we, right. we had Kool-Aid, like we had all those things. Like Rain, that was the PO was fucking right. what the fuck? I was yeah. too. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I was here, the black people with the hostas. We got the tapatio too. Yeah. Like you know, we got Kool-Aid was a treat. That was juice in our house, you know. Like fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chamoy was my ranch dressing, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> just Kool-Aid. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's the same shit. Like, Orange Bang. Like, we have so many different things. And my whole shit was just, like, always understanding other people. Dating outside my race. homies would be like, oh, you date a Mexican girl? Yeah, for sure. She ain't yeah. black. Girl. I know about me. I want to know about her. I want to know about her culture, her story, her feelings, her emotions. Like, I want to learn about the world around me. Like, the fuck, bro? Like, I yeah. live in Mexico, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just to have that understanding, that has always kind of made me a lot different than my friends but also 
a lot more attractive to my friends because my friends love that about me. Or it's like, yo, you ain't scared to go talk to whoever. You're not scared to be in this party. And I'll stand my ground. Like, if you act racist, I'm going to tell you what the fuck it is. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I'll also educate my circle, too. Like, I used to have a lot of racist Mexican friends. I'm like, yo, Kobe Bryant jersey on. You're listening to Tupac. Yeah. What's Mm -hmm. up? Yeah. What's up, though? Like, you know, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, well, not all of y'all. What? Nah, bro. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so once you have, you start kind of teaching your circle, too. And if they really care, they change and they teach their circle. And that's Mm -hmm. been my gift. That's my, that's what I feel my purpose is, is to fuck with everybody and to either teach someone from my mistake or to teach somebody from the truth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Mm -hmm. ain't no different than me, motherfucker. Just... Ease up, bro. Be a part yeah. of the women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fuck? So. 1,000%. That part. What's up, Sonia? Say something. Tell me something. <laughs> are you feeling good, baby? Are you drunk? <laughs> no, I'm just listening to no, the She's stories. just divorced, so she's like elated right now. She's like, uh, <laughs> I am. Like, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, so I'm how just does listening. it feel to be single, single? It feels good. I was going like to add in something. In the eyes of the law. Okay, yeah, real quick. Um, Yeah, like, so I don't, you guys don't know, but obviously Stella knows, but I was married to a black man and he wasn't like light skin. He was like a dark black man. <laughs> yeah. um, but like still, like it always would trip me out when we would go out to like eat or go somewhere and people would like stare at us. Like it was yeah. so wrong to like see us together. And I'm like, bitch it's 2015 like you know what i mean like what is wrong with people like still this day and age like still you're getting looks like it's just so weird to me that people it happens because i went out with my friend jen in reno and we were at this bar and a black guy came up to me and like hit on me and i was like he's fucking cute as fuck like Mm -hmm. And I talked to him. I hung out with him the whole night. But we were getting mad fucking looks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know they're tripping because I'm dancing and hanging out with a black man. Like, remember in Oregon at my birthday? It like, yeah. And it like, it fucking just. If anything, it makes me want to do it even more. But like, I the the fact like yeah for her birthday they came up to Oregon and her and her husband and. We went to a bar and they started fucking with her and him and it's like a group of white guys. But like in in Eugene, if you're a black man and you look somewhat athletic, they always assume he. Yeah, I'm just saying like, yeah, he was very like he's a football player. He had a football Mm -hmm. player body like it was very clear. But they assume that every black man in Eugene who's athletic plays for one of the Oregon Ducks sports teams, right? right? And so they fuck with you extra because they want to, like, ruin your life, Mm -hmm. right? Or get money or some shit. And they were fucking with him. And he, like, he's obviously not going to engage in this shit. Like, he's there. His wife's trashed because it's her birthday. (laughs) He's like trying to keep her safe and trying not to go to jail or become a fucking statistic. You know what I mean? Get her killed, whatever the fuck. And they're just like saying all the racial slurs Mm -hmm. and black mamba and -hmm. all this shit. And we took off. But like that shit is fucking real. And it like there. And I think it's shit like that that gives me more disdain, like and more miss, like no trust in like Mm -hmm. white men is Mm -hmm. because of 
the shit like that that I've seen firsthand happen to my family or myself when I'm with like a black man in public or something like this shit is fucking real. Like, oh, it's definitely real. It's It's, and people deny it though, and it's like you guys explain my life while I just sit back and relax. But yeah, for sure. But I mean, sorry, it's like it's like what you said earlier, Stella. Is like you have people who the confines of their friendships. It's all the same. (laughs) white people yeah. who are all so they it's foreign to them they don't fuck it's the same thing with like i mean in fucking music when fucking people are like oh i don't like rap oh you can't even understand what they're saying half the time it's like motherfucker it ain't for you you don't speak the language mm-hmm. that's why you don't understand what like me like i'm a chicano i wasn't raised chicano that's just uh my ethnicity my my both my parents are immigrants and first generation american but i didn't grow up in a white community. I didn't even grow up in a Chicano community. I grew up in the black community. I was part of a 99% black congregation in the church growing up. All my friends were black. My roommate, even to this day, my roommate is black. Black folk are the one that fucking, they're the ones that bring me. Black people are the most accepting people, like hands fucking down. Like they fucking took me in when I was a kid and fucking taught me everything that I fucking know about life. And and like now as an adult, there'll be white people and they always got to say some slick side shit out the side of their mouth because they think I'm this white boy. And it's like, motherfucker, we are not synonymous. We're opposite ends of the spectrum. You may think I look like you, but I'm, I'm not like you mm-hmm. at fucking all. Like, don't get that mm-hmm. shit twisted for a minute. And like seeing that growing, growing up in the black community, you, you see everything that goes on. You see, you see how everything operates and you understand. And then from people on the outside, it's completely foreign to them and they don't want to empathize. They don't want to even recognize it. They don't. They don't want to hold any value to it. It's foreign to them. It doesn't fucking matter. It's like when, like when people see all the shit that happens in the world, and then and how it gets portrayed in news media. Everybody wants to take a fucking a spin on shit, but not acknowledge history. You know what I mean? And act like oh, and then some people who are like, oh wow, this stuff is really happening. This is motherfucker. It's always been like this. You are just now fucking privy to it. So like, yeah. it's it's it's. Uh, a big reason why people are scared to speak out is because they don't want to be treated the same way that black folks are treated. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to lose your comfortable space as far as like Oops. a little bit of momentum that you have in the minority. So if you say something in favor of anything that may support the black community, you may lose leverage in your own community or lose respect from your peers and people yeah. live with that fear too. And I've, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with that too, as far as like people not supporting me because of it. But at the same time, like they just make your voice stronger though. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, if y'all all gotta like gang up and we still lit, hey baby, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't even tripping. Like I I I I've never looked at me as like weak. If anything, it's like, bro, I'm greater. Like it's cool. Like everything in this world is fucking something that my culture brought to it. So good luck with that. Like that's you know, the outlook I have with my so, skin. It's like, all good. How are you gonna call me ugly, bitch? When you're tripping off the way I look, clearly you're threatened. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like people, people don't even realize like how much slang are black things from slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't. Yeah. It's like yeah. I hate people. Y'all ain't y'all ain't shit, and you just use black fucking vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no doubt. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so like just the history. Like, well, of- actually, it's in Webster's Dictionary now, so it's a word, and I can use it. Like, fuck out of here. Just that kind of stuff where people live in so much denial because they actually realize certain things, but the truth, you know, rings louder in a deaf mind. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Like when you aren't focused on certain things and something hits you and you don't think you can hear it, like it actually becomes louder noise. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, fucking, I hate black people. I hate black people. And then you notice like, you know, you know, do you find it interesting that like most white folks that go to prison that are racist, when they leave prison, they're not racist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like You realize that because, because there, there's a big learning from the other men that are around them that it's not even about race anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they just use this race thing to weaponize the fact that they're all fucking knocks. They all tweakers and that they all have little power struggles and fucking trauma issues and shit. You know what I'm saying? So when they get out of jail, it's like, oh, I was brainwashed that, you know what I mean? The lucky Mm -hmm. thing, I was from a gang, but it wasn't about race. You know what I mean? If anything, like that shit taught me way more solidarity in my culture, way more preservation. And it helped me to this stage now where I can actually talk to my kids from that experience. I'm talking about my students. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yo, like, oh, you brought a gun to school? All right, before I call the fucking, the, 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 you know, security or the cops, like, what's up? Come outside, come talk to me. Like, who's fucking up here that, like, you got to bring a gun to school? Because I remember being in that same space. And there's the balance of that. Like, you know, there's the respect of, like, actually having experience, too. So I've never been a big judge because I've gone through all sorts of shit, motherfuckers wish they did just to be mm-hmm. at strong like you know mm-hmm. I've both sides of the law like working for the sheriff's department being locked up by sheriffs like you know what i'm saying like dealing with like fucking running from the cops and being like yo my dad's in law enforcement like you know what i'm saying like having homies that are fucking cops and like having homies killed by cops mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying so you know it, and that's just the reality when it's like you live in california you got to deal with all sorts of shit a police mm-hmm. state all sorts of racism this is the most racist state hands down Hands down. Mm-hmm. We have fucking Mexican on Salvadorian racism. We have fucking yeah. first it's crazy. We I have, know. you know, like, it's oh, fucking you know, wild. Spanish, I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? We have motherfuckers yeah. like, yo, like, you have to speak English here. And if you don't speak English here, then you're fucked up. And then you have people here that are like, I don't have to speak English. You should learn Spanish. It's like yeah. all that shit where it's like, fam, like, why don't y'all just learn all sorts of shit? Yeah. I'm three languages you know what i'm saying yeah. like, my part japanese is like you don't look japanese because that's what people go by and then i start right. talking japanese fluently and it's like oh fuck dude like yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> you speak it fluently yes i do that's so cool yay you get to japanese in your family my kids to japan <laughs> my grandfather and my dad okay. and me. oh cool that's super cool what's that mean my name is Sonia. Tell you oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my daughter you. and my son sing their Japanese from anime, but I don't think they know what they're fucking saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're young enough to learn it. And it's really dope. Uh, right? Abby, Abby definitely teaches herself some shit. Like Gavin just repeats it because, you know, he just does. It's just he's yeah. silly. Uh, but she like actually is like tries to learn. That's just who she is. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd, dude. I read like, all that's sorts. That's my girl. 
my dad had me reading books in three different languages and shit as a kid. So, cause I was reading Japanese in two different countries. So those are two different languages damn near. So I learned like kanjis from two different parts of the island and then learning fucking English, you know, that dad had me just reading and like learning and learning and learning. So I wound up being a square ass fool, but also running the streets like a wild ass fool. You know what I mean? Those are the dangerous ones. Yeah. And then I wind up like getting out of school. Multiple intelligences. Oh, facts. Back to a Bronx tale. You get two educations. You get education in school and you get education in the streets. That's where I was born in the BX. Don't play with me. Oh my God. My friend Lucy is from the Bronx. And I remember when we were 18 and we were working at Albertsons, we were, we crossed the picket line because we were working there during the strike. We were scabs. And like the people were trying to like block her. She was like getting carts from the fucking, the, you know, the parking lot. We were trying to block her and she's trying to go through and they're like, scab like in her face she's all oh you're not about to get in my face i'm from the fucking bronx i'll stab you <laughs> they're like oh, oh shit they fucking got out of but, you know she said it in her dominican accent. puerto rican bronx accent and like she was yeah, not she fucking playing <laughs> real they knew they knew they moved fucking moved out of her way immediately she's like i'll fucking stab you <laughs> yeah for real um Uh, Fucking good old days. You could just pull a knife out and fucking scrap. You feel me? (laughs) Talking about marriage. How long were you married? Eight years. We were together ten. Marriage is like a. I always wanted to get married. I still will at one point. You know what's crazy is I believe in it. I never wanted to ever. I never saw myself as someone who would ever be married. Like I don't know why. I just never did. Maybe, I don't know, maybe because my mom wasn't. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck it comes from. But like now I'm like, I like lightweight, want to be married. <laughs> like, no. like I kind of want to see what that's like. Uh, right. Just but, marry the right one. The concept of it is fucking awesome to me, at least, just because like seeing my parents like deal with every single fucking aspect of life in the book and like when i see how they look at each other old as fuck right now it's still lit fuck that's what i want that's That's amazing that's what i want they've been married since i was four years old i was a ring boy my parents fucking got married that like my dad like it's such a crazy story i gotta tell how funny you say that I'm gonna give it up to my dad right now. My my parent my parents got married when I was four years old and I was the ring boy. (laughs) And then they got divorced six years later. (laughs) Uh, my dad uh went my dad worked with my stepmom and my real mom at the same time. And he was with my real mom, but he liked (laughs) my dad dad is a wave, bro. Check it. So my dad my dad had a kid with my mom. My mom was a fucking, she was out of there. So at seven months, my dad is taking care of me by himself. And then like, he's working at the same job. My my stepmom is not giving my pops no kind of play, no kind of play for like a, <laughs> like a year plus. But my dad, like me, is a real one. We don't quit on something we believe in. And it always <laughs> worked out, you feel me? So he fucking kept pursuing her, went on a date with her 40 years later, holler at the kid, you feel me? Oh my god, I love it. They went on a date. My dad fucking was like in love with my stepmom, married her fucking, and then we moved to California. You know what I'm saying? Like 
they there was like shit going on in my family where my mom was like, yo, like I'm gonna leave you or we move into Cali and my dad left. He he was like, We going to Cali, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to me, and that's what I'm saying, like when it comes to fucking a dynamic in a relationship, like my mom was like, I'm out, and my dad was like, You're worth dying for. That part. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like I ain't about to be dating a weird ass girl. Fuck that. Like, there's a level to this shit because that's how I look at love. That's how I value a situation. Mm-hmm. It's like some whole other shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, like, you got a fat ass. You got some nice titties. Like, you got a dope. All right, cool. All that shit is cool. But you were fucking nuts and, like, terrible for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. or you could just be some modest, low-key chick that nobody really pay attention to that fits every part of me. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? like, you know, I like to smoke weed. A lot of girls don't like that shit. Cool. But that's my business. Like, I plan on making millions of dollars doing that. So if that's something you're not around, it's all good. But there's mm-hmm. certain things about me that I won't compromise. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to be with me, you have to understand those things, too, because I'm going to have to compromise things to be with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Fucking fairness. Like, but I don't think equality should fucking create the outcome. You know what I'm saying? In anything. Like, if you're the best person for the job in anything, you should get the job. Man, woman, yeah. black white, fat, tall, midget, giant. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like affirmative action fucked up the workforce to me personally. Because when you say there's 20% of certain people that can work there, the rest of the community only thinks that that's the, the fucking ceiling. And yeah. now we're hustling out of that community to fill that space because they don't feel equal anymore. It's like, oh, all the jobs are filled. We filled all the black people. Now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the big reason why segregation didn't work either, because it created affirmative action, which done fucked up the workplace, dog. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, to me, there's just things in my life that I'm like, shit got to just be cool because I'm in my 40s. I don't want to be arguing with the girl I love. I don't want to be, uh, let's just vibe. Let's travel. Let's yeah. edibles and fucking mushrooms and like <laughs> shit. Like, like, life ain't yeah. that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I think that's so. Spec, spec. Do you um? Do you kill spiders too? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so when I was a kid, this is a funny story. I used to catch black widows. Like I, I would. Catch, what the fuck? I would catch black widows and I would put them in like apple juice jars. Like and I would have hundreds of them in my backyard. And my mom would go back there and she was like, "Fuck, dude! Like, I wish I knew you as a kid." <laughs> like she was Aww. always happy about that because i just love catching spiders so like now for me my daughters need to kill the spider they'll go get that go handle that like you know what i mean it's all good like you know like courage like you know but yeah i'll kill the spider it's all good <laughs> good to know noted I'm just i feel bad i i catch and release when i can and then when they're like massive i don't know why i'm so fucking scared of them they're more oh scared my God, of me I know. I they're more them. scared of me i'm bigger i'm scarier you know never catch and release an insect why they because just get eaten or something well, it just happens to them a big, a big population of insects are are born in mass to produce for other animals to live so if you kill an insect it's not necessarily killing off the population what it actually may be saving you from is an infect is an infestation infestation yeah a fucking random bird burrowing under your fucking cabinet just eating crickets and shit like yeah i hope they are i i just like i just felt so guilty about it and like oftentimes too though when i don't have time or like whatever and i just don't do it i like vacuum them 
They meet, they meet the tornado. <laughs> yeah. And I feel guilty about that. I do too. I'm like, oh, you came into the wrong room today, Mr. Spider. Well, smash it. Sorry. <laughs> I like to find I like to find honeybees and like nurse them back to health. Oh, here we go. Oh. I have like I have I've like done whole, that. I have a whole collection of like videos. <laughs> oh. like, like I maybe like I got like in my other phone, I got like 50 of them. I just like started documenting because like majority of the time when you see a, a bee on the ground, it's due to exhaustion. Oh. <clears throat> so like anytime like I see like a bumblebee or a honeybee, like I usually just and you're not supposed to touch it with your fingers. So no. don't don't ever. So I usually get like a piece of paper or like wax paper. I get a leaf. Down like or a leaf. And you scoop it up. And then what you do is I get like a bottle cap with some water and I'll put like a caramel, like let the caramel melt in the water. And then go. I actually have a really good video of this where you actually see the bee like stick its tongue out and start drinking the fucking start drinking the <laughs> the sugar water out. Yeah. And then it usually takes them like it because they'll fly themselves to like straight up exhaustion. They can fly themselves to yeah, death. Yeah, they're like workers. That's yeah. like their yeah. I had a bee one time for like twelve hours, like literally just chilling in my room, fucking just sitting there fucking like it would like take a couple steps and walk away from the cap then it would just like lay there at one point i thought it was dead and so i got a uh, q-tip and like i just tapped it a little bit but then it fucking like woke up and, but then they'll you know and then i mean sometimes they do just die because they just they're fucking old you know what i mean yeah they, they already have a short short lifespan as is they can't yeah. uh they can't catch the scent of the rest of the the, the bees either after a certain while and right they- yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Oh, so they so, get like lost out there in the world. Well, well yeah. also like if they're if they're migrating, like yep. if for some reason their hive has been destroyed, they have to migrate and find a new area. Sometimes, and sometimes like the stress of that will fucking it fucking disorient they, 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 they them. Disorient them, and they have to be grounded. So also like if Aww. you do find a bee, don't like bring it home. Like you have to where you found it within like 20, 30 yards of that area is where you need to nurse it back to health that part mm. so like out, outside the studio we used to find them all the time uh there was uh next to him uh across the street was this giant row of like rose bushes and flowers and shit <clears throat> and like on the street in the gutter in the sidewalk i would just see them all the time so i'd pick them up be in the studio nurses back to health and then, i mean i'm not gonna be in the studio for three days straight mm-hmm. so at the end of the session i had this little um on the side there would be like it's not like a nook on the outside of the building. I mean, it's kind of like a nook, but it's like for some reason, just a part of the wall was cut out and it was flush on the inside, but then there would be a lip. So it'd be perfect. So like the wind wouldn't like the wind would never really get in there. Mm. So I just fucking leave them in there. It's open. Like, and a lot of times I'd come back the next day. It would be gone. Sometimes the next day it would still be there. And then get out of the studio and then boom, it's fucking gone. I'm like another, Aww. another life saved. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad when i see them like just like laying on the floor i'm like oh they're so like little bodies they're so cute well, i know they're, i feel they're so little bears them. i know i'm I allergic so to them bad. but i love them so i'm allergic, allergic, I'm allergic to, to them as too fuck to bees. i'm allergic to bees too that shit is not a game right and anaphylactic shock is no joke yeah no <laughs> there was a whole ass swarm on one of my son's games a couple of weeks ago all of a sudden like we just saw the big ass swarm and like came to the field and everybody like got down. And my son was like one of the only two kids in the middle of the thing. Cause he didn't see it fast enough. And so he like got down and he's like with his head down, just staying very still. I'm like, stay still gap. Cause like, you know, he knows what's up. And he's like, I could feel them afterwards. But it finally, it took forever. They were on him for 
ever. And I was just like, don't move, bro. Like, don't move. And he's like, I could feel them crawling like <gasps> on me. Like, oh my God. It was crazy. Uh, and I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm swole. Like, I'll swell the fuck up. But like, yeah. I have, like, there's been a time where we went hiking in Oregon and we kind of went off the trail just like barely because the river was right there. And he was with a walking stick and he accidentally hit a wasp nest in the ground. And I didn't even know that wasps did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me neither. Like, but they do. They do. They'll put their, their hive in the ground. And they fucking came up and just started swarming him. And I literally, he was like four. I went into the fucking swarm and I picked him up and I just like lifted him as high as I could and like walked up the embankment to get him out of there. And they're like attacking me. Like he had like three on his face, a couple oh on his God. legs. Like I had some on my legs. Like they were they're fucking not like pissed. These. They're not no. like these. They keep stinging. They'll they keep, keep going. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. him and I were like under severe attack. And like I didn't like I didn't even think twice about it. I went into the swarm and I fucking picked up my child and tried to get him the fuck out of there. You know, like that's it's, insane. And was I was the, like uh, having flashbacks when the swarm was on him at the soccer field. When so at the the soccer game, like what, were they just like hovering above or they came from these trees? All of a sudden, we saw the the. St- the people in the stands on the other side like start moving mm-hmm. and getting scared and then they came onto the field and then they go- went literally all the way down the field gavin laid down and stayed there and they kind of just hovered around him for a while and then they moved to our sideline and just like stayed there mm-hmm. and like yeah so, so we're there so for mo- like a solid 45 minutes and then took right. off most likely what happened was their their hive became compromised. And when that happens, they evacuate the queen. But the thing is, the queen is three times larger than the average bee. Mm-hmm. So they can't fly as long and as far as the, the hive. So usually mm-hmm. she'll ground. <clears throat> and what happens is, is you'll have some of them who will, sur- they'll be like surrounded. They'll, I'd say like maybe like 10 to 20 of them will actually like stay on top of the queen, like hover, like on her, like encapsulate her. Then you'll have more surrounding and then you'll have, the rest of the hive will hover, hover. because yeah, birds get on Gavin and then fucking were crawling on him. Yeah. While hovering like, right. You know, uh, yeah. Them. Yeah. So what the, what the bees will do is they cause a distraction because, uh, you know, if you see a queen bee, that's prime eat for a fucking bird. You know what I mean? And birds have tremendous vision. So what the bees will actually just create this distraction, the, the, like a cloud and they'll just, they'll just circulate to try and distract any. Bee. So most likely the, the hive got attacked by a bird or something. And then fuck, they just went into fucking Squirrel chaos mode. And, yeah. and due to stress, the queen, she can't fly very long, so she probably grounded herself. And when you said the, that it moved, like it was on the field that it moved, she probably tried to fly away and wasn't, wasn't ready. And then mm. she fucking grounded again. And then they'll, just, they'll stay there until she's ready to fly again. And it yeah. takes about an hour for, for a queen bee to recover to fly. That part. That's insane. Yeah. You know a um, lot about bees. <laughs> I know yeah. a lot about a lot of shit. That's what I happens like it. I like read, it. Read Picasso. Read a lot, right? <laughs> Watch nature fucking docs all the time. Yo, I used to go ham. I'd take like five grams of mushrooms and watch planet earth all in one night. <laughs> like they'll come over here in like probably a good 70% of the week. I have like a nature doc run. 
that was my kids like growing up like that's the only kind of shit like i didn't let my kids watch a lot of things like i didn't let them be on the screen like really ever but if they were it had to be educational and it was always like a nature thing or if they watched a cartoon it was wild crats because they would learn shit like i was all about that okay if you're gonna watch this it better fucking teach you something so right all i I didn't have cable i didn't have cable as a kid so like Growing up, it was like Sabado Gigante, fucking Power Rangers, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and then whatever was on PBS. And majority of the time, it was like Reading Rainbow or fucking nature, just shit about fucking animals in the wild. On Contact, Sesame Street. Reading Facts. Rainbow. That's all you got. That's the trifecta on PBS right there. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a little Wild America if you want to get frisky. <laughs> wild <laughs> America. Yeah, we can throw some wild America on there. Yeah, and the night off with some Bob Ross while you're going to sleep. Hey, Call it a day. <laughs> oh I was a Barney kid. I loved Barney. I loved kids' songs. I, it was funky. It was I was like, bro, these songs suck. I loved Barney. <laughs> I thought he looked like Charles Barkley. And I, <laughs> I didn't like any of that shit. I didn't like Sesame Street. Sesame Street. I didn't like Barney. I didn't like none of that shit. And well, I don't Sesame know. Street. It wasn't the whole show. It was like I, I know. with Oscar the Grouch. I fucked with the Count. I fucked yeah. with Elmo. I didn't fuck with anybody. Yo. I didn't like any of that shit. I like the only cartoon I liked was Scooby Doo. And <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> Gonzo. Sesame Street was awesome, man. Like the early Sesame Street. I think as it aged, like it got a little weird, but like yeah, it definitely did. Early Sesame Street growing up was fucking fantastic. But I was also like, I lived with my grandma and my uncle Alex and everything, and so like from a very very young age, and I mean, I still slept in a crib, fucking young age. My uncle would always have me watch like horror movies with him. I was like a toddler watching Freddy Krueger, Jason, all that shit. Like my favorite movie when I was five was The Exorcist. Like, like I didn't like cartoons like that. And I remember, you know what I'm saying? That's how my my grandma was, my grandparents. So like, that's why I like a, like such a, like a movie buff. And like, I love cinemas because my, my grandparents didn't have any no fucking cable television not even a fucking antenna they had a fucking betamax and a vcr that like barely like shelves of betamax yeah remember so old barely worked you constantly had to adjust the tracking on the vhs while you're watching because shit would be fucked up but they just had like fucking movies and shit and like it was always like either science fiction or fucking horror and like, like I remember being like four years old, fucking watching uh fuck, what was that shit? Oh, child's play. Oh and yeah. Fucking, and being like, ah, fuck with Chucky. Yo. You you were born in 1986? No, 91. Child's play was on a VHS. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I was trying to do some math right now. Nah, I'm I'm uh, 91. I'm 30. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 90. Woo-woo. And um. 85 <laughs> but then like and then like with my grandfather my grandfather would show me more of like the the cinematic side of movies so like growing up with like a, a bronx tale or a cinema paradiso or fucking um uh fuck what was that fucking movie called 
um uh, it's a beautiful i think it's called it's a beautiful life it's an old fucking it's a movie about the the nazis and shit but it's an it's an <gasps> yeah. italian movie yeah, oh my yeah. god yeah we watched it in school did you yeah yeah that's La a fuck oh. yeah a principessa. My principessa yeah oh my god that movie breaks my heart <laughs> and like my my grandfather I mean, he wasn't my blood re- relative but he was the only grandpa i knew growing up and he was he was from nicaragua so like his his taste in movies were all foreign films movies mm-hmm. from south america movies from europe movies from uh japan and korea so like i grew up watching it wasn't just american movies like people were like oh i'm going i'm going to watch jurassic park like right. i, I Maybe... fucked with it but like i the movies i grew up watching with is like i'll talk about movies and people are like i have no clue what the fuck you're talking about you right. sound like the person who hacked my hbo max the most random shit all over the place it's old movies it's new movies it's kid movies it's foreign movies it's yeah it's all i was like oh my god someone is on my shit watching mad fucking movies like within the last like two weeks so that's the last time I logged onto my HBO because I was trying to get caught up on Euphoria. I had two episodes to watch. And in those two fucking weeks, someone went fucking ham on my HBO. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, who's doing this? <laughs> Did you change all your stuff? Your password and everything? Well, I disconnected a TV that I didn't recognize because you know how you like can manage your mm-hmm. devices? And it was Helly's TV, but Helly has her own, like, I gave her her own account on, like, her own little icon on my shit so that it doesn't, like, fuck with my personal, like, accounts algorithm. Oh. And so, like, that's what makes me mad is because now, like, my HBO Max, like, suggests movies to me that I'm just, like, what the fuck is this? And it's, like, all over the place, too. It's, like, I'm, like, this is bullshit. I'm mad. Whoever fucked with me, like... You you really got to me. Like you could say all kinds of shit, but you just fucked with my HBO. Like that's a problem. <laughs> Cause I hardly watch it. So like that's what makes me so much more right. mad about it. Did, did like, y'all ever watch uh the Twilight Zone growing up? The mm-hmm. old ones or the new ones? We original had to, original Twilight Zone. I had to in school. In school? One of my teachers was like obsessed with that shit and yeah. he would like play it for us. That's weird. When you look at most of most movies that came out like in the fucking like from the seventies forward, a lot of them are just the original concepts are based on episodes of Twilight fucking Zone. the Twilight Zone. Like, yeah, Rod Serling was like prolific with his writing, but like he, it wasn't just Rod Serling. Like you had like uh, Charles Beaumont and like uh, what's uh, Mo- Montgomery Pittman. Like those three dudes like were prolific with their writing when it came to fucking television and like, cause I'll watch, I'll see movies all the time today. And I'll be like, this is a fucking, this is fucking Twilight Zone episode. It's a Twilight Zone episode. Like they totally jocked that shit. Well, a lot of, a lot of Hollywood too, is like so typecasted and almost like, um, recreated and reimagined through, you know, a lot of, uh, production companies and shit that they don't really step outside of a lot of storylines. That's kind of why now you have, um, you know, a lot of shit that's even themed, like the Twilight stuff that you could fucking go back and like attribute to like other series of Dracula and shit like that. There's always a Dracula movie of every generation. There's always mm-hmm. like, 
fucking big love story because that's what Hollywood is and shit. But foreign films, I was that's piqued my interest when you started talking about foreign films. Your boy loves a good foreign film. I fuck with a lot of foreign movies. I think foreign films actually don't conform to the American style of cinematography, which right. actually makes the movies better because there's a mm-hmm. lot more love, emotion, violence, just deeper storylines. Like the movies are just way more emotional. And not as predictable too, because there's but, no there's no checkpoints in making a movie. There's checkpoints in making a movie. You have to have this, you have to have this, then you have to have yeah, you have a storyboard, yeah. obviously. But right. It's, it's not so weaved into this um American like conceptualized thing. Right. But also like the shots, the color fun. schemes and the editing, like it's completely different. I got, I got, I, good. I got two for you. You might have seen them. You may have not, but I got two for you. Then I suggest this to all of my homies that like foreign films. One is Sinumbre. Sinumbre, I've watched that. Awesome movie. Um, and another one is Night for the, uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People. The Hunt for the Wilder People? Hold on, let yep. me type, let me write this down. That's on Netflix. You can is watch it? That. Yeah. And uh, Taita Watiti, you know that dude, the dude that did Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Yeah, Ragnarok. yeah Taita. Um, he he directed and wrote that movie as well. And I think that that's his best movie and shit. But those are two movies that I usually suggest to my homies on some foreign film shit because they're very lit. Very lit. Oh, this came out in uh, 2016? Yeah, facts. Briggs B. Bear, y'all can watch that. That's also an awesome movie. Fucking oh, Sam Neill is in that. Yeah, he is. It's a it's a dope movie, bro. It's like a really dope movie. Um, it's hilarious though, too, because it's about this kid in a group home and he sounds, you know, he's going through some shit. So it's, it's I think dope. I saw the trailer. Isn't this like based on like a true story or it's like based it's on like look. Oh, okay. So it goes in chapters and shit. It's awesome. But yeah, foreign films dope. Fuck yeah. Y'all should watch more foreign films. Uh, change your password, Stella. I need to change my password. <laughs> I do need to change my password. You but... didn't change it yet? No, well, like, okay, so <laughs> I get HBO Max through my cell phone. Like, my oh, cell phone bill. You mean through your... Through, you uh, have okay. For yeah. my AT&T. Right. And so, like, I can't even... I can't even, like sign into hbo like with an email and password i have to sign into it via at&t mm. uh, you so. can make your you can make uh your own uh account uh, well you can make another email account in the hbo app i'm gonna have to learn how to do that because it always tells me nah i got the same thing so you know what i mean okay well you gotta sh- tell me the ways because <laughs> I, I don't know all my homies that want to use my account Go to flickstore.to and you can watch all the new movies across the world all the time. B Flix is my shit. That's my that's my my hidden gem. I try not to tell people though. (laughs) My kids and I, they so like two summers. B Flix. It's literally it's literally like as soon as I open up my web browser, that's the only fucking thing I fuck with. (laughs) Good to know. So like two years ago, three years ago, my kids and I, we um I worked at the city of Eugene and I did the recreation program in the summer for kids. And so I'd always take my kids to work with me. And so when we get home in the afternoon, I'd cook dinner and then we'd sit down together after we showered and we'd binge watch like a series. So like we did friends, we did Seinfeld, we did golden girls, like 
my oh. kids love all those shows like my kids are fucking dope and so then uh last night they were like let's uh let's watch like let's start another series because we're um we're moving and um we're moving far away <laughs> and so they said like let's do that again where like it's just the three of us hanging out like watching a series and <clears throat> um they chose fresh prince of bel-air because they haven't seen any of them and so like we started season one yesterday and i'm like oh my gosh like this is bringing up well, obviously i've seen it all but like wait a minute hold on go back so you, so you so you get y'all are moving to oklahoma yeah no shit yeah did you apply to a place um not yet but that's like i'm trying to dial it down to see if i need a three bedroom or a four bed because see if your brother's going or not if my brother's going or not yeah so you have like a time frame on this well i'm supposed to renew my lease on march 17th and obviously i'm not going to do that because it's too much money for me Mm -hmm. and i uh my daughter is in a play though she just started this musical that she like worked hard to get into and the show dates for that aren't till the first week of may so the way that i see it is i do like one month of month to month which would be april and uh yeah use it you don't have a fucking choice. Um, sorry, my son's going to use my towel because he didn't take his towel into the bathroom. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? So I'm going to, I'm thinking second week of May. Oh, shit. I know. How sad, huh? But like, since it's just going to be the three of us, probably they want, they like brought it up last night. Like, let's, Let's do what we did and we just like so we have something that we watch, you know, for a couple of months together, kind of a deal. And that's what they wanted to watch was Fresh Prince. Fire. That's a good choice. So I like that they like they liked Friends. I love Friends. I think it's fucking hilarious. And more so as now as an adult who's thirty seven versus when I was younger and I watched it. Right. It's like more relatable in that sense. Um they love like Seinfeld. They loved Golden Girls. Like that shit was, that was their shit. Like they love that show. And so like, I like that they're into this shit. That was like way, way before their time, you know, like that they're mature enough to even like laugh at some of this stuff. And I know that it's going to be funny now to them, but like in 10 years from now, when they watch it again, they're going to be like, Oh, you know, like shit's gonna click for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I literally just can't even believe you're leaving. Hit a little different, huh? I said, Rue McClanahan gonna hit a little different. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't want to talk over you, Sonya. I apologize. That's okay. No, you're good. No, I just said, I can't even believe you're leaving. Like, I just got you back. I know, I just got yeah, she, back. She don't care about the West. She out of here. You suck. The West don't care about me. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? 
You got people uh, sad. You got people sad that she's leaving. So clearly, it do. Yeah, people. The West, though, in general, capitalism got me fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, I just look at it as like it's a new adventure. It's a new place. Um, it's affordable. I've done. I've been staying up till one o'clock in the morning every night doing like mad fucking research, like. What is the best neighborhood for me and my kids to live in? Like all the prices, what school, what houses belong to what schools, looking at the school's websites, looking at reviews of schools, like weather, right? It's tornado alley. Like, like here we go. But like, I also lived in Billings, Montana, where we had tornado warnings, like every fucking night in the summer, you know, like every afternoon. And actually a tornado hitting like seven miles north of our house. Like that actually happened. So, yeah, it was strange, 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 strange. I mean, obviously nothing for this place you can go. Bitch, I looked everywhere. Like, yeah, I can go to Phoenix in the outskirts of Phoenix where there's like one house that I could afford that's you know, in two years okay, from now, do that. Rent, <laughs> two years from now, I'm not going to be able to afford it. You know, like, yeah, at, it's just the what it is like. Are you are you are you moving there to buy or moving there to rent? Um, I will rent for the first year and then buy. And that's some that's somewhere where I can actually buy by myself. Right, because I also have to consider the fact that I'm not married. Like, I do have to kind of, like, tackle life solo. And, like, I'm raising two kids by myself. Like, that shit ain't cheap, you know? So, um, that's where I'm at. (laughs) That brought the whole fucking mood down. (laughs) I don't like like that. I don't want to have this conversation right now. No, I mean it's it's a it's a step for you. Like, but you didn't bring the conversation now. You moving, I ain't it's all good, girl. Do your thing. You know, it's it's like, not all good. It's not like, all good. I wanna go somewhere where I could like get in the game and start building equity, you know? Like it doesn't even have to be forever. It's gonna be for a few years, but like I'm not gonna be able to fucking buy a house here. Like it's just at that point. And I don't have, you know. 700 grand for a fucking shed you know like that's just not what i have that's not in my budget <laughs> so you, you ain't gotta apologize for trying to level up you know nah, not at all. i mean that's, that's literally why i moved out of, like i mean i can't see myself like moving out of la i mean out of california at this point but i moved from downtown la 20 minutes east because i needed a way more affordable like lifestyle mm-hmm. and my lifestyle is way more affordable and I have a way bigger ass house and like it's way cheaper and just, right. you know, when I tell my friends what I pay for rent for all of my space, it's surprising to them. And I'm like, dude, yeah. there's literally houses like this all in my neighborhood, like yeah. houses for like 600,000 and shit, like, you know, and I did, yeah. real, I did real estate for years and shit. So that's what I say. You know, I tell a lot of my homies that are thinking about moving, like, yeah, move, but you know, Keep in mind that, like, you can find some of the same things that you're looking for in California, too. It's just really, like, having to search and having the right people look for you for the right things you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, where I live at, like, the school districts are good. 
the there's not a lot of crime. There's big ass streets. Like there's a lot of things that make what I want for myself conducive. And then also too, I think sometimes like, yo, should I move back to Vegas or should I go live in South Carolina where it's like a little more low key and rural and shit? And I mm-hmm. own some property there already, but you know, I just think because of how advanced California is politically, science-wise, fucking art-wise, music-wise, and educationally-wise that we set a template for the rest of the world. So everywhere else, even if I took my kids to New York, it would be like a downgrade in education. Yeah. Saying so, like, yeah. that's the one thing where... Well, that's, me, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've looked all over the country, right? And, like sure like phoenix might have a cheaper house but their school system is actually shittier than okc like okc has a universe couple universities there like it's a big small town but like when you look at their those high schools in some of these areas like for my kids like that's the better choice than vegas or you know like that's why like I have to go like I've always like one thing about me anybody could say anything that they want about me but like ever since I had kids like all the decisions I make in my life have been for them like nobody can accuse me of anything else like am I fucking perfect no but at the end of the day like the shit that I do and the moves that I've made because I have moved a couple of times and all these things like have always had like their best interest. Like, you know, like it's just who I am. Like I, if anybody says anything else, I'm fucking going to dive on them. Like there's no way that someone can say that shit to me. Like, so that's where I'm at. That's that. Boom, boom. We're going to have a last hurrah to keep Estella. Watch. I'm going to find her a flash spot with some school. Stonia, you're going to be all right. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's light work. Uh, it sucks, <laughs> but I get it. You Not know, sure ain't you going to be it. here just chilling more close to LA. You're going to be like, oh, I'm driving. Take a drive from me. You know what I mean? Got this. We got this, man. Oh, man. Well, there it is, guys. So. I'm moving. I just don't know where yet, I guess. <laughs> We're going to make, sure. um, make it work. We're going to talk offline, figure out budgets, schools, <laughs> levels. It's, it's a plan. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know family members move across the country that had great fears about that same sort of stuff. And, like, you know, things paid off. Yeah. Charter schools, like fucking support systems, all that sort of shit. And keep in mind, I am an educator, so there's just I might not act like it on the internet. I might be talking slang and posting wild ass memes and talking my shit. But my serious life, I'm very, very aware and considerate of parents and how they treat their kids and what they want to do and invest in their kids. So that's important, you know. We all have like standards that we want for our next generation and shit. So, right. You know. Yep. The schooling is important for sure. Sure the fuck Most is. Stanford, but you know, oh, you know, Oklahoma State ain't Stanford, baby. You feel me? <laughs> it's <tech>. not. <laughs> it's not. But at least like I wasn't gonna go to some butt fuck rural town that didn't have like yeah. you education. Don't go to you don't want to yeah. go to you, you know, know like 
So that's that. <laughs> nah, but OKC is like a decent city. Like it's, I know there's, I have a lot of friends out there from LA. I don't know anybody there. But, like uh, that's why this is extra scary. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. You know what I mean? You get a lot of, you get a lot of Trumpers. That's for sure. That's the other piece. I'm like, yeah. ooh, my kids are brown as fuck too. Like, <laughs> but I've heard it's kind of diverse. Like depending on where you live i guess but you ever perform in oklahoma lucho fuck no <laughs> <laughs> i never i've been I like all over the country i ain't never been to oklahoma I have, it has an x on it <laughs> i have one time and uh just you know because of my hue that's one of them states i don't drive through <laughs> fair enough you know what i mean it's well shit <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely like if you just look up like some of the statues for some of the crimes in Oklahoma, it's crazy. Like how like crazy the policing is out there. And yeah. that's one of my biggest fears. Like when I move somewhere, it's like I could deal with LAPD because I've been around that shit my whole life. But like, yeah. you, you know, when I lived in Washington, like, you know, it was fucking hard to live in fucking Pullman. Like, yeah. you know. You're a black face. They only think it's like that Eugene shit. They only think you're an athlete. If you're not an athlete, you're up. You're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah. you know, so it, it's very problematic. And just living in other parts of the country, it's crazy. Like it is. It really crazy. is. Like yeah. people say what they want about California. And like we have our fucking problems. But like shit like that, that's there's a, the subtle difference right there that makes a huge fucking difference in, in our world, you know, like. It really does. And it's something that I consider too. Like yeah. I would I, rather struggle here than live well and be scared somewhere else. That's always my thing. Because yeah. like I have enough fear here. And then like if I go and create a more hyperactive feeling within myself somewhere else, then it's not even gonna be healthy for me to be living there. Cause it's like, all right, cool. I don't even have like a homie to pull up on if some shit happens or whatever else. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like all of those kind of things I think of because I'm a single sure. parent. Too. Like I'm not, you know, I'm like, I take care of my kids. Like primarily it's me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they have moms, but like, trust me, <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me a minute. It took me some things to get over here to do this type shit. Like, you know? So with that being said, like those are my arms. Like those, like if those, if my kids are gone, I'm fucking nubs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think about all of that stuff too, just having two daughters, like, you know, and black mm -hmm. daughters, like, where it's already like, oh, they have this stigma and shit. So if I were to move them somewhere, it would be abroad. I would move to Hawaii if anywhere. Like, that would be the only place that I could see myself, like, raising my kids without, like, the extra racism, the extra marginalism. Like, they can still be around a lot of nature, symmetry, very earthy, very peaceful. I could still be tapped in with them and, you know, like the surroundings aren't fucking conducive to harm and shit. Like people aren't playing these like weird race politics to me. That's just my feeling as far as moving because we're just talking about moving and shit. So, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Where would you move, <laughs> I've lived in Oregon and I've lived in Phoenix. But uh, nothing compares to home. But also I've heard from a lot of customers, a lot of my customers have left like sold their houses here in California, went to another state and then tried to come back. And they all say it's like the hardest thing. Like once you leave California, you can almost like not come back. 
because it's like your lifestyle is so different and you get used to paying like not a lot right. and then you have to pay a lot <laughs> so yeah. well i mean i i did that like i paid less in oregon and i moved back down here like two and a half years later and i was fucking homeless for eight months <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, like, I got into a place, and thank God I did when I did because then the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. And, like, and I'm here, and my rent is cheaper than what they're leasing out my apartments to, like, new people, right? Because I got it at a decent rate when I got it in. They've raised my rent every year since then. It's gone up, like, $600 and like, like I got to tap out at some point too. Like I can't like I can't go into debt because I got to use my credit cards to buy groceries because I can't afford my rent. You know, like I can't do that. Like that's that's I you don't want to rob Peter. I'd rather fucking tap out and like go live somewhere else where like I can afford to buy groceries and pay my rent and I don't have to choose between one or the other. Like and like and save money and like buy a house and build equity like i think that's good for my kids more than you know fucking a dope ass climate like you know and this is home and we have connections here and it's really fucking sad and it's really hard but there's one thing i know about me and i can fucking start from scratch and build I've done it so many fucking times mm-hmm. and like I'm about to do it again and like I know I'm going to be okay. I'm always okay like one way or the fucking other and it's terrifying because at least this time this is the first time I'll be moving somewhere where I don't know anybody. All right. Like, I, I won't know one fucking person. I will be yeah. in a completely different like a culture shock like weather shock like geography shock right there's no fucking mountains there that's weird to me mm-hmm. like everything right <laughs> they do Where everything's gonna be a shock to me and i'm still gonna like i gotta be strong for my fucking kids right like because ultimately like that's who i'm doing it for Right. And I'm not and I'm going to go somewhere where I don't want to move again because my daughter's in high school now and my son's about to be in eighth grade. And like, I'm not trying to move them a bunch of places in those years either, because that's not fucking good for them. But like, I also know that with them, I've had a strong enough like. Like, I actually talk to my kids. Right. So like, I'm not one of those people who don't talk to their kids. So like and because we've moved like i'm not afraid of them not being able to build more connections or like have a shitty experience like so shitty like in high school and stuff like i know they'll talk to me and i know like i'll do whatever the fuck i have to do to make sure that they're okay like i don't know but i have to do what i have to do and that's just what it is and I don't fucking love it, but I'm going to try to make the fucking best out of it. Like, yeah, for sure. That's just what I have to do. Ouch. Yeah. That's the reality. And on that, though, have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've been here for three hours talking all that. Talking that good shit. Good conversation. (laughs) We've held on to people. We didn't dip. And so, yeah. 
thank you guys for being here and we'll hopefully see you all next week um next thursday i will be in north carolina so i won't be here for that this bitch <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll have our bitch guess what on tuesday so you guys yeah we will in. have that and make sure everybody tunes in i better see you guys in the comments you too I always be lurking. No, no, you don't you know, too. but I you never know what I'm on. I'm around <laughs> learning things. All righty, hey. people. Have a good fucking night. Bye.